San Antonio Sports Star Audio Vault is brought to you by AA Best Bail Bonds. 225-2121 or online at mybestbailbonds.com. Joe Reinager, Jason Minix, The Blitz. It's President's Day. It it's is. a holiday, apparently, for everybody but us. <laughs> it is the Blitz here on San Antonio Sports Star ESPN AM 1250 103.3 FM. He's Joe Ryan I'm Jay Simonix. Good weekend. It was a great weekend. Yeah, it was. Uh, raise your hand, though, if you realized it could have been a four-day weekend or a long three-day weekend if you had planned appropriately. Yeah, I guess so. But... I, I did not know. That everybody in the world had the day off today. Well, for me, it didn't. It wouldn't matter because oh. even if I was off on this particular job, I still have another one for a week. You know, a lot of people in this world work two jobs, Joe. I know they do, a lot, a lot and, and that's great. I nothing against them. So the TV's doing news tonight. TV's doing news very seldom. In fact, there is no holiday that I'm aware of. In fact, there isn't. I am aware of it that you have a holiday off. You work every day, Christmas Day, Thanksgiving Day, New Year's Day. You know, I, I, I find that, that interesting because a lot of times you would think, especially in television, that on holidays you, you get not the main anchors but, but the other anchors that will get a chance on the anchor desk. Is that not the case? That's the case, yeah. Typically, I mean, so uh, there's always news, but the news doesn't always have to include you. Right, it doesn't. You'll have to, get the holidays. Get You're the Joe Reinagle, damn get, it. I'll get yeah. the day off, or I'm taking a vacation, or or yeah, something yeah. to that effect. Used to be, though, you know, as I got older, I would work New Year's Eve, mm -hmm. you know, because it was no big deal. I'd let the younger kids go party. But uh, now, even you know, my, the last couple of years, it's like, mm, nah. I'm going to take that, too. Somehow I don't recall you ever working a New Year's Eve so the young kids could go party. That I must, did. That I must did. have happened one time and you, you know, lost a bet. That was uh, <laughs> just the kind of guy I am, Jason. No BS, man. It was, <laughs> it was you. You must have lost a bet somewhere along the way. Well, you know, we used to have, Ken's used to have that whole downtown thing. Oh, right? yeah. We had that for a while. Oh, so that was fun work. It, work. It wasn't bad. Yeah. It wasn't bad because we'd hang out down at that. Uh, the, 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 the Fairmont. Hotel, you, Fairmont get, you get the yeah. rooms down there. Exactly. The VIP yeah. bottle service mm -hmm. and Pretend you're on the air for 30 minutes, freezing your ass off. Last one I did was uh, Ario Speedwagon was down there. It was it was freaking cold. That was like four years ago, none degrees. It was cold. Yes, right. And that poor Ario Speedwagon dude, who's probably the size of a toothpick anyway. I mean, he's a real skinny guy. Yeah, he, he was freezing his butt off. But they had two jet engine heat uh -huh. things going on. Were you there? I was. Well, wow. I, 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 if the, it's the one I was thinking of, because I know there was one with Pat Benatar. And you have to say your husband's name that nobody remembers his name, but it, it's kind of a package <laughs> deal. But when my niece first moved to Texas, she had been here like she Christmas at her house in Portland, moved here. And, hey, we're going to this New Year's thing. The, we got all this. And um, she thought she was moving to Texas and didn't bring winter stuff. <laughs> and she's like, no, I'll be fine. Yeah. I'll be fine. Not that night. No, it was the... Uh, those fancy porta potties with the heaters on them in the trailer. Yeah, yeah. She spent more time in there just trying to stay warm. Dude, I'm telling you, it was really cold that time. Four songs and out. Yeah, th there were a lot of those that were really cold, but uh, that that particular one was very cold, very cold. But those were fun. And you know, the best thing about that deal was that as soon as the fireworks were over, I mean, people just scattered. Well, yeah. I mean, it would be empty within about 10 minutes. You know, the best place to go if you if you get a chance for New Year's Eve is somehow get into the tower. 
you can get into the Tower of Americas for New Year's or maybe somewhere run of the the rooftop bars, whether like the Drury Plaza or the the Hyatt, one of those areas, because yeah, the city does a great fireworks show. But when you're up yeah. that high and you can see all of San Antonio in their fireworks show, that is the best place to be. Yeah, we stop fireworks real illegal in the city limits. It's a blind eye. It's kind of a gray it, area, it, it right? Really, it really, yeah. it really <laughs> is. It's kind of one of those. It is a rule, but if nobody enforces mm, it, what the hell? Exactly. I and mm, I've done that. It's it, it's fine. I've got a scar on my foot to prove it. <laughs> I don't know what the statute of limitations are on this. Oof. Well, this was what? What is it? Twenty twenty two. This one is back in like two thousand and five. Okay. Yeah. So I'll tell it real quick. And, and that was back when Jack Daniels and I were were really good friends. Oh yeah. yeah we're yeah. we're no longer friends. But um, yeah, we're shooting bottle rockets, mm-hmm. and I thought it was cool. You stick them in the ground, light them, they go up. Pow. Mm-hmm. This one, I and it must have been the Fourth of July. It wasn't New Year's Eve. So anyway, we're shooting off bottle rockets. Mm-hmm. So I put one in, <laughs> and right as I light this thing and go, and I'm wearing flip flops and shorts. Yeah, yeah. This thing is just like a guided missile. Yeah, it goes down. Uh huh. And then <laughs> hits me right on the top of the foot, and bam. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm ah, I'm laughing about it that night. Next day, I get up, I got a big hole in my foot, uh-huh. and it was painful. I I've had a uh, uh, me and some friends are. Very much into fireworks over certain holidays. Yeah. And we put on one hell of a show, but one year it was New Year's. Thank God, because I was wearing a coat, but I was lighting and running. And one tilted over. I thought I got shot in the back. I did get <laughs> it, it. It didn't burn my coat. It didn't put a hole anywhere. But I had the biggest bruise on my back up by my shoulder blade one year. And it was. Uh, Dude, you remember how. And I don't know if you did this as a kid. We oh, this yeah. as a kid. We yeah. get. The garbage can uh-huh. as a shield mm-hmm. and have Roman candle fights. Absolutely. Yes. Absolutely. I, they, you know, these kids today, they're soft. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but they have all their fingers. So, they I do, mean, right? go, go figure. Well, fortunately, so do we. Uh, yeah, so. but what about your toes? Yeah, well. I mean, no wonder your pedicures are cheaper. They only got to do nine. <laughs> <laughs> got all the toes, but I do have a little, uh, little scar on top of my foot that reminds me not to do that again. Yeah, fireworks are dangerous. Yeah. Yes, they are. Kids, a PSA yes. from Joe Reinagle. <laughs> Fireworks are dangerous. They can be, yes, but fun. Yeah, so it was a it, it was a, it was a good weekend. Great uh, weekend. Friday, I went up to Austin. <clears throat> uh, yeah. A couple people say, uh, and I heard because you know when you work in radio, no matter what you say, Joe, it will get back to you. Yeah. So apparently, you and Jimenez were having fun ragging me, the metal guy, going yeah. to a country concert, a sold out concert in Austin, of all things. Yeah. And we had some, uh, you know, some listeners too that were kind of ragging on you and wanting an explanation as to why Jason Minix, the metalhead, is at a country and western concert. Well, I, I like Texas country. I like. Well, what, I tried it's to explain a, It's that either to Americana. Uh, it could uh, it could be called Americana. It could be called uh, Red Dirt or or Texas country. And Cody Johnson certainly falls into that realm. And Ian Munsick falls into that realm, okay. although he's a he's a Texas country guy from Wyoming, but. He's really good, and um, sometimes when the wife wants to go, you go. That's exactly <laughs> what it is. It's exactly what it is. But no, I, it, I'm sure it was a great time. It was. Yeah. It, it, and, Cody and Johnson is really good anyway. Cody Johnson is really good. Yeah. But it, it was also, you know, I'm, I'm gearing up as, you know, things are coming back, and I've been to a handful of concerts since since things are returning to normal. I'm going to see Metallica Friday. Yeah, yeah. And Bruno Mars on Saturday. 
Go well, figure. that's kind of different. Yeah, right? I mean, my musical tastes <laughs> are, are all over. Although you can you can guess which one wanted to go see Bruno Mars and Silk Sonic, and which one is going to see Metallica. Well, you you got to do that, but that that'll be fun. Mm -hmm. uh, Bruno Mars, big fan of Bruno uh, Mars. Uh, I like his music. Although I got to admit, I hate going to shows in Vegas. Yeah, I've wasted more tickets to like Cirque du Soleil or whatever because you're in Vegas. And now I'm going to concerts on back-to-back -back nights in Vegas. Well, we'll see if you make them both. Well, I'll make one. Yeah? Friday's a guarantee. It's a guarantee. Saturday? Maybe not. It depends on how things are going. Although, I'm excited to go see Bruno Mars. I, I would be, too. I think he's good. He's got some great songs, and I would like to go see Bruno Mars. That would be good. Concerts and, st and shows in Vegas, though, depending on... How you're doing and how badly you want to leave the casino is whether you make that show or not. Well, I've seen some good I've seen Metallica in Vegas before at a festival, and that was a lot of fun. Um, Green Day went for like four hours one night in Vegas. They were only supposed to go, too. And they, Billy Joe Armstrong kept saying, let's keep going. We're in Vegas. What the hell? And part of me was thinking... Dude, I, I I need to go, but you know it was one of those concerts that you didn't sit down the entire time. It was incredible. In others, you're like, all right, man, let's uh, let, let's go. Wrap it's, it up. It's almost over. But let's let's beat the crowd. Sometimes that's good though. You need a break from losing all your money, so you go to a concert or a show for a couple of hours, and that's not a bad thing. I got to admit though, I had, and I'm hoping it was because it was Super Bowl weekend. But I had three different sets of friends not traveling together, but in Vegas last weekend for the Super Bowl. Oh, wow. And all three of them said it sucked on the tables. Real? Oh, I bet. I, I mean, yeah. it's... Uh, well, one, and it's expensive, yeah, too, right? $50 yeah, minimum yeah. blackjack mm -hmm. up near Aria yeah. and Bellagio. And even downtown, they weren't finding cheap tables. Yeah. So maybe I don't need to spend a lot of time playing blackjack especially since my daughter's going to be there which means i've got to pay for her gambling as well <laughs> and she doesn't need to play fifty dollars a hand with my money that's awesome you know what's what what maggie and i've learned now you don't make plans when you've had a few drinks you don't <laughs> want to do that and i and i'll explain that to you because uh, we we went and saw sebastian maniscalco over the uh -huh. weekend in yep, austin yep, yep right and we look at his schedule Memorial Day weekend, he's in Vegas. Oh, nice. At the Wynn. Yeah. So we had such a great time. We were laughing. <laughs> Let's uh -huh. go see him in Vegas. Yeah. Bam. Bought the tickets. Made plans to go to Vegas Memorial Day weekend. Ain't nothing wrong with that. Well, I I hope not. But, man, really? I'm, I'm looking forward to it. And I just, you know, what I'm afraid of is the same show. But that's okay because the guy, the guy is really funny, man. If you get a chance to see him, and go see him. You'll be in Vegas. Now, word to the wise and pledge certainly knows this well is you and maggie and you know are we we start hanging out more and more at the rupub right rupub is a very very dangerous place when it comes mm -hmm. to booking travel it is <laughs> a lot of my trips like this one coming up this weekend yeah start at the rupub with a couple of drinks and yeah and then it's 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 like yeah okay cool and then you're booking on southwest because it's so easy to do on the phone yep and off you go it was, and, and as soon as we got out, because we got out of the concert, we took an Uber back to the hotel, we're having dinner. 
It's about nine o'clock, and and so we're nine man, o'clock. We're, it was an early show. It was a set. Well, he does two shows. Uh huh. We went to the early show. He oh. had another show at nine thirty. Well, you should have gone. You should have gone to the nine thirty. Probably show. should. That's have. where all the kids go. Probably yeah, should you have. Went to, you went to the ARP show, but it it was it was packed. Uh-huh. Yeah, it was packed. So and it looked like it was going to be packed for the next show too. Right there at the University of Texas, some. Uh, I don't even remember the name of the thing, but it was it was a really nice auditorium, kind of like the Majestic in a way. Mm-hmm. Um, so we get out and we're we're having dinner, waiting for the food to come, and we're just talking about what a great show it was. And we said, "Bam!" And I didn't even snap right at first that that was Memorial Day weekend. I said, "Man, I'm gonna have to go see if I can get a Monday off. I'm the new guy." <laughs> And then I realized it was Memorial Day, and I think I'm okay. I'm safe. Yeah, but the new guys work on Monday. Not on Memorial uh, us, Day. Us, us veteran guys get the day is that off. What it is? They'd probably be like you and Jimenez. Well, well, I, I Pledge mean, can do that. Yeah, or, or, or Pledge. <laughs> you know that that that's what it boils down to. Yeah, you know it's interesting because it is a holiday. Yeah, everybody worked today except Rob Thompson. Oh. Thompson didn't work today. Thompson didn't work today. See, I slept in this morning, so I didn't hear R and R in the morning. Yeah. Yeah, I rolled out of bed thinking it was a normal work day type thing and put on, and I see Rudy and Pledge. So I'm wondering if Rob is sick. Text him, you all right? And yeah, dude, it's holiday. I go, but I'm working? Well, yeah. It's all good, man, because there was a lot of stuff going on this weekend, a lot of stuff to talk about today. It's funny how, you know, football's over, mm-hmm. but yet there is still a lot of stuff going on, a lot of stuff to talk about. Welcome to the world of talk radio. I love it. And, 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 14 years here at ESPN San Antonio, I've been hosting Afternoon Drive. And there was one day in that 14 years where I thought, we ain't got crap going on. <laughs> what are we going to do? Right. What are we going to do? And on that particular day, at about 1.30 in the afternoon, Bounty Gate and all the Sean Payton stuff broke Bam. loose. So, yeah. you know, and there's always something going on. Speaking of 14 years, we're celebrating our birthday this Thursday out at the Rue Pub. Jimenez is going to get things going with halftime at noon. Then, of course, Joe and I will be out there 4-7 to seven with the Blitz. Lots of big names are scheduled to come join us, local celebrities in the sports field. Um, as we get closer, we'll let you know who, but one might be an NFL running back. One might be a head coach of a, a certain UTSA football team. One might, I mean, there's, it's, it's always going to be fun, and we'll have lots of cool stuff to give away. Well, just going out to the Rue Pub is fun anyway, so just come on out and join us. The food's great. The drink are cold and um come have a good time with us four to seven for the blitz noon to two go have lunch with with jimenez imagine we'll all get out there pretty early on on thursday and hell i'm leaving friday for vegas so thursday is going to be a lot of time right some of us might have to leave and go to another job yeah 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 yeah. i'll be there pledge he'll be there Uh, you you know pledge will be there robin rudy will be there by the way the countdown's on can we have like a clock going the Ryan Eagle Retirement Countdown? It, it, it's, it's, it's getting close. In fact, one week right now. So six shows left. Six shows. Counting tonight. So we'll go five this week and one Monday. 18 minutes of television left in your world. 18. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> My dad would be proud. Son, where do I get a job like yours? You work six minutes a day. Yeah. Well, and then they took away the five. You work three now. I know. Well, yeah. well that was part of uh, well, the, the, yeah, part of the, the deal, right? Yeah, so yeah. I could sit here with you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So you're down to three minutes a day. Three minutes a day. If people only yeah. knew what it took to get the three minutes. I know. It takes a little bit, right? Yeah, it does. It does. But you, you want a retirement <laughs> countdown clock. We're at 18 minutes. 18 minutes. Tomorrow we'll be at 15 minutes. Okay. I can't believe they're making you actually come to work on a Monday. Well, I, 
they are, but that <laughs> was the end. It was the it was the end of the end of the it, month. It just seemed like the good day, right? Because yeah. it's the last day of February, and I don't think we're in the book. You know, part of yeah, February is, is a ratings book because I think that ends like this week Wednesday night. Oh, but well, uh, calling sick. <laughs> I'm kidding. Well, it depends, right? <laughs> so we'll see. But uh, Vinny can do it. Yeah. Well, he's going to have to. Yeah. He's going to have to start of, doing a lot of it. So this is gonna his last week of vacation, so although, to speak. Although I think Sharon Coe did sports the other night for you. She did fantastic. Well, Sharon Coe can do anything. I, I like Sharon Coe. And, and congratulations to her, by the way. Can I just say? On her engagement. She just got Absolutely. engaged. So I'm happy for her that she's happy and she deserves it. That's a good. Absolutely. All right. So lots of stuff happening this weekend, as you mentioned. You know, I didn't realize the Olympics were already over. I didn't really care. The most horrific Olympic story <laughs> we will talk about coming up in, I don't know, 30 minutes or so. It, it's the only Olympic talk we're going to have, and it really might be the worst thing you could ever hear, and it's happened to the same dude twice. Which is his fault. You know? <laughs> it's mean, like, mess with me once, shame on you. Uh -huh. Mess with me twice, shame on me. Yeah, yeah. And this is a shame on him. Yeah, dude. I it, it, Again, it's one of those stories that it, the Olympics have just come and gone. And I, I just, just man. time difference. This, I don't know. Yeah. I, I, I tried watching a little bit of hockey because I like hockey. Outside of that, I didn't no, watch I, any of it. And really we care. haven't talked about any of it. I think a big part of that, a whole week of it, we were at the Super Bowl. That's true. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> but the Olympics are over. But there is one story that sticks out. Yeah, and you need and to hear it. And we will get into it. Mm -hmm. Stop it, Pledge. Stop it. <laughs> Stop it. Stop it. Stop it. Come on, Pledge. James Pledger producing, as always, he never gets a day off. No, he doesn't. In fact, he's working a marathon day on this uh, President's did. Day. Well, I mean, you know, it, it, it's how it goes. So do we, do we want to... There, there are a couple of big stories today. And deciding what's the big story is 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 kind of interesting. Yeah, Jawan Howard and what happened between Michigan wow. and Wisconsin, we will get into. But our big story is what we saw last night from Dejounte Murray at the All Star Game, and 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 I say it that way. It's been a while since a San Antonio Spur played the minutes that he played in an All Star Game and showed out in an All Star Game the way he did. I loved the weekend. For DeJounte Murray, all the stuff he put on social from the suit, mm -hmm. everything that he did, but the highlight reel dunks, the 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 passing to himself off the backboard dunk that he did. I love seeing that from a spur. What and what I love is that he enjoys it. You know, and I'm not sure that some of the old time all stars still enjoy it, although Steph Curry enjoyed it because he went <laughs> off last night. But you know, it's it's good to see somebody that uh you know, it's their first time there. They're going to enjoy the experience, every minute of it, every single play, every interaction, all of that stuff. And DeJounte had a good time, you could tell, and I was happy for him. Well, and he even said after the game, what a great weekend, what a great moment it was. And I like the way he put it because he showed he belongs to everybody no, out there. Oh, absolutely. But I think he convinced himself that he belongs. <laughs> it was great. Uh, you know, uh, thankful for it, the opportunity. Uh, I had a lot of fun. My family had fun. You know, uh, tears of joy. You know, everybody was just happy for me. Uh, you know, but I got a lot of work to do because you know I'm not a one-hit wonder. And I got to be back here. There ain't no way I can miss out on these. You know, these, these types of events. Uh, it was just a terrible weekend. So I got to keep working. Not a one-hit wonder. Love Don't want to miss out on these events. And you're right. And 
he showed, I mean, the minutes that he played. Yeah. And the way he played, the 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 only negative or downside is, and I don't know which broadcast most of you are watching. I tried watching their deal on TBS with Chuck and Shaq, but as much as I love those guys on their pre- and post-game show, I did not enjoy that aspect of it last night. So I went back to Kevin Harlan on, on regular TNT. But because Steph was hitting every three-pointer that he put up, a couple of the big plays from DeJounte, they didn't even get a replay because of what Steph was doing, which is understandable. I guess it is understandable. Can I just say this for the record, though? Steph Curry is the best player in the NBA right now, bar none. Okay. If if I had to start a team right now, Steph Curry would be my guy. You can have LeBron, you can have Giannis. Those guys are great players. Joel Embiid. But if I had to start a team right now, give me Steph Curry all day. You know, for argument's sake, <laughs> for argument's sake, John Morant might be the guy. To me, I love watching John. If I'm starting a team today... Steph's been in the league a long time. I'm going young. And Morant's going to be the face of the NBA before long. I would not that, be surprised. That dude is incredible. If yeah. I was starting a team today, I think I'd go youth because Steph is getting up there. LeBron is going to play till he can play with Bronny. He he talked about that. All right, dude. Um, <laughs> uh, there's a lot of talent in this league. Yep. But I love watching John Morant play. Uh, he's a great player, no question. But give me Steph Curry if we're starting a team today. And I'll take him for as long as, as I can. The guy's the most dynamic, exciting player to watch and play. He just He's just so smooth. Mm -hmm. I love watching that guy play. And every night he could put up 50. He could, and he the could. way he was knocking down those threes, although after he got to 50, what he missed, four or five in a row, trying to get the record. Then, of course, he got the game winner from LeBron, which seemed appropriate that he would hit the game winner in Cleveland so Team LeBron could win. And afterwards, it, it was one of those moments where you feel like LeBron actually appreciated the moment. I couldn't have dreamt it. I could not have dreamed of that moment any better than the actuality that just happened. Uh, for me to be back here, you know, like I keep staying 35 minutes south of where I grew up here in Akron, Ohio, um, to hit the game winner in an all-star game where me and my guys back in the back, we were, you know, used to watch the all-star game. And, you know, I remember 25 years ago, we was 12, 11, wishing that we had the opportunity or the means to come up to Cleveland and see some of the greatest basketball players of all time because they inspired us so much. Um, um, and for me to be here today, uh, for my best friends, um, to be here, for my wife and my kids and my family, my mom, and so many people that um seen me grow from a, a, a really a young toddler to who I am today. It was a, I couldn't even, I couldn't picture that moment any better. And, and, he, and he hit the winner, and I know a lot of talk this weekend, Joe Reinagle was, you know, has, and it's a debate that people of certain age are never going to let go. Who's who's the goat? Is it LeBron or Michael Jordan? Right, but he talks about all the greats in that in that place. Well, Michael Jordan leaves the Daytona 500, shows up for the NBA top 75, and you could just tell who the goat is when he walks in the room, and all those other greats are like, "Holy crap, Michael Jordan is it's here!" Michael Jordan. Not only that, 
He got the biggest applause. He did. Of all of them in Cleveland. Yes. It wasn't LeBron James. It was Michael Jordan, who is the GOAT. You know, they're two different players. Very. Two different eras. Mm-hmm. So the younger people are going to, that never got to experience watching Michael Jordan play ball, can't really appreciate what he did and, and what he meant to the game. LeBron's a great player. There's no question about it. But he's second. He's not first. You're right. In, in my mind, it will always be that way. And and I hate that we always have to try to rank players um, because I don't I don't want to credit Michael Jordan. It feels like you're discrediting something LeBron has done, but it will always be Michael Jordan for me. Always. I look at, you know, I don't know how many more championships LeBron has in his future. None. Exactly. He's got none. Exactly. The Lakers are a, a, a clown show right now. Mm-hmm. LeBron is trying to pressure them to to trade him or, or get rid of him or get some players. Sounded like he was trying to hire Sam Presti over the weekend right? too. He, he's, he's upset because <laughs> the Lakers didn't go out and make some moves. Uh, you know, they're before the trade deadline, um, which is another reason I like a guy like Dejounte Murray. He was asked about management and getting involved in those decisions and. DeJounte simply said, I'm a basketball player. I'm going to go play ball. I'm going to leave those decisions for those guys. That's what they do. I play ball. That's what I'm going to do. I love that about him. I tell you what, I'm becoming more and more and more of a DeJounte Murray fan with every passing day. The guy is just, his mental outlook, the way he plays on the court, I'm just becoming a big fan. I I am too, in in the sense, not that I wasn't before, but... He is becoming one of San Antonio. No he question. He is becoming a part of San Antonio lore. Now, I heard Jimenez say earlier on halftime that Jersey and the Raptors kind of thing. No. It's a little not, early for that. Uh, way early. Way early way for that. Way early for that. And I know the standard is pretty low for San Antonio. Johnny Moore. The, the, bar, is, the, the bar is low for those that are already up there. Johnny for Moore. some of them, Johnny Moore. But... He's not ready for the Raptors. That that's a waste of breath as far as the conversation. But I'm rooting hard for him. No question I, I am, about I, it. And and I think part of it is because at the beginning of this year, I didn't expect him to be here. I I thought he was the only tradable piece that we had uh, of value that you would be willing to to let go of. And at this point, no, there's no way you could trade a Dejounte Murray at this point. He is the future of the San Antonio Spurs. This was his make or break year with the San Antonio Spurs when. They got rid of DeRozan, Patty Mills, mm-hmm. all of those pieces. Pop went to, to DeJounte and said, okay, this is yours. Drive it. And he has driven it, and he's proven that he is among the elite of the NBA now, and uh, and I'm happy for him. And I think the, the sky's the limit as far as his talent goes. Absolutely agree. We'll get into the disaster that was the slam dunk contest on All-Star Saturday night coming up at 5 o'clock. But, you know, there's always NFL news to talk about. We'll get into that as we continue here on The Blitz. Second of things, The Blitz with Joe Reinagle and Jason Minix. San Antonio Sports Star, ESPN 1250 and 103.3 FM. You know, backpedaling is a big part of the NFL Combine. And it certainly seems like the NFL and or the Combine are doing some backpedaling now after their idea of a bubble is bursting. It is the Blitz here on San Antonio Sports Star, ESPN AM 1250, 103.3 FM. He's Joe Reinagle. I'm Jason Minix. On Twitter, he is at Joe Kens 5 
Tweet at me at Jason Minix or the Kia Boss of Bacon phone lines 210 656 ESPN 656 3776. You know, last week, late last week, Joe, we heard they're going to do this bubble idea for the combine. Right. That went over like a lead balloon. Yeah. Nobody wants to deal with a bubble. No. And quite frankly, after what we did in Los Angeles with the mask and all the different places, like like most people are just over it, right? No right. Matter, no matter what you believed prior to, you're getting to the point where... It's enough. So this idea of a bubble seemed like a bad idea. Even reading some of the stuff that they were trying to do within the bubble for the combine seemed like a bad idea. And a bunch of agents said, screw it. We're not going to put our players through that. And there's no reason to do that. I, I, I'm not sure what the NFL is trying to do. And, the, and, and, and I'll go back to the Super Bowl. I'll go back to the NFL season, the last, I don't know, six weeks. It, it didn't seem like there were any COVID rules going on, right? Especially, especially when the playoffs came around. COVID rules or COVID uh, positive uh, consequences? That you know, like, like enforcement. You look at, like, like bowl games that weren't part of the playoff, there were COVID issues. Yeah. But the teams in the playoff, nothing. No COVID issues. No. Teams in the NFL playoffs, no COVID issues. So this is weird. The way I understand this is that the NFL says you can only bring like one massage therapist, which they ought to get away from that. Ask Deshaun Watson. Well, they're not getting them on Instagram. Or, or a doctor, right? One. And so you can't really do anything else. And if you do or you're caught, they're going to send you home. My problem is what NFL scout or general manager, if you, the guy you're looking at is sent home, you're still going to look at him. So these agents are basically saying, well, screw that. We'll just do the the pro days at, at the particular college or somewhere, and, and they'll get a look at us in. We don't need to come to the combine. Well, m- most guys have better workouts at the pro day mm-hmm. because they're in their regular routine. You know, I've seen a couple of agents say the combine is kind of a train wreck to begin with because players aren't in their regular routine. They're not getting proper nutrition. They're not getting proper rest, mm-hmm. which is the most important job interview of your life, yet you're not on a normal schedule, right? And you have certain things that you like to do. So up to 155 players aren't going to participate in the workouts. They're going to come, do the medicals, because they have to do that, but they're not going to do the workouts because the bubble restrictions make it damn near impossible for them to be successful. Now, and I didn't know this, Apparently, the Combine isn't actually run by the NFL. It's got its own little little sideshow. So Dr. Alan Sills, the league's chief medical officer, has said that uh, he wasn't consulted at all about the Combine bubble and the rules that they were putting in place. The league is now privately pushing the idea that the Combine operates independently from the league and the league doesn't create or enforce policies at the Combine. Well, perhaps they should then. Well... And who no does? Idea. I have no idea. I mean, I didn't know they farmed it out. I had I had no idea. But the idea that all these players aren't going to go work out, well, that hurts the NFL Network because the NFL Network televises all of the combine. And it's it's a big event now. It's a huge I love money-making TV event. I love watching the combine because I love football. And right now, that's about all we get. So I want to see the combine. I want to see how these guys do. And there's always that there are one or two players that are a big surprise. And look, 
you know, I've talked and, and not getting into the, the weeds on this thing, but th these are young kids. They're healthy. They're going to be just fine. Everything's going to be fine. Would you just let, can we just get on with life? Well, there, please. The, the idea and the hope is that the combine is going to eliminate the bubble concept. That's ultimately what they need to do. So players can have complete access to their physical therapy and their performance teams. I'll and, bet and, you that happens. And all of these guys, you, you hear about it all the time. Hell, I saw last night, uh, Larry Ramirez did a story about uh, DeVarman Lee Allens and Sarah McCormick. They're working out together at a place up in Frisco. Right. Right. As, right. as they get ready for the combine. So I'm guessing that whatever group, if they have the same agents or they're in the same group, that those, those groups, the players, the guys, the, the trainers, all everybody, they all travel to Indianapolis for the combine to try to keep a routine there. Sure. Right? And that's what they need to do. And that's why pro days seem to be more successful and why some of the bigger name guys have shown up, but they've not done this drill or not done that drill because, say, they want to throw the receivers they're, they're used to throwing to. Right. It's a job interview. It, millions of dollars on the line. And now you have other players that normally would show up to, say, be the receivers at those deals. Uh, well, they don't want to go either because they don't want to go into a bubble. Well, nobody wants to go into a bubble. And when's the last time anybody was in a bubble anyway? Uh, the NBA? Yeah. Two years ago? So why in the world are the geniuses at this oh, combine? the Olympics. Yeah, they're in a bubble. Okay, well. Yeah, yeah but. <laughs> I I'm with you. It's a dumb idea. What were the genius? What were they thinking? I mean, honestly, we, we got to go into a bubble. Why? You, you know what it For what reason? It, it, it sounds like, which is half the bad ideas, some guy in a suit that is in charge of um, insurance stuff or liabilities <laughs> decided without common sense that, well, if, if we bring all these people here and someone gets sick, are we liable? Right. The, uh, doesn't it kind of feel like that's where it's coming from? But when the NFL is trying to distance, the NFL doctor going, well, they didn't ask me. Yeah. And I'm the chief medical guy. Because if they would have. You would have thought I'd be in on that email. Right. Because if they would have asked him, he would have said that bubble is a horrible idea and we don't need it. Just let these guys do what they do so we can get a good look at them and, and get ready for the draft. The the other part of it, too, though, it's been in Indianapolis for a long time. Yes. And there's been talk that they're going to let it start moving around and go up for a bid. I know Jerry has tried to bid out the Ford Center. Absolutely. And why not? If you've been up there, you it's got all the facilities you need. It's got the hotels. It's got... And it's generally better weather than Indianapolis this time of year. It's Jerry Jones. He's going to make it happen, and it's going to turn into a first-class event. Well, and, 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 and again, now all of a sudden, it's a disaster in Indianapolis. I didn't know that they farmed it out to us. Uh, and that's what it sounds like. I don't know this, but it sounds like they farm it out to an event company to put on the combine. But also, we've seen in, in the last five, ten years, the combine isn't really as important as the pro days. And guys can skip the combine and still get drafted in the first round because if you're that good, everybody is showing up to your pro day. Well, here's the deal. If you're that good, it really doesn't matter what you do in the combine. If you're a good college player, Vince Young. Remember that, that whole thing with his uh, the Wonderlick oh, test? Oh, yeah, but we don't release those anymore. Well, well of course. <laughs> but, I mean, he, he, he did horribly at it. Mm -hmm. He was the third pick in the draft. So I mean, you get to you get to talk to him. You, I mean, 
I think for the first round guys, you just go up there to solidify your spot. If you're say a sincere McCormick, that's yeah, where the, it's the important. combine's yeah. important. Yeah, because people are. But all these scouts have watched all the tape. You get the interview, they get to see you. Yeah, but they're all coming to your pro day as well. But you have a pretty good idea if you're an agent of a guy that. You you pretty much know if you're going to go first round, second round. You know what? You probably don't have to go to the combine. You don't have to be that impressive. You know, if you mess up, it's going to be okay. You're still going to get drafted in the spot. But I think you're right. If you're a guy that's projected down the line, fifth, sixth, then that's probably a place you need to be. But we've talked about this before. You probably needed to play in that bowl game that you skipped too, and you shouldn't have missed that either. It's it's all in in that situation. But I I would think. The idea of the bubble and the backpedaling we're seeing from the NFL on this Monday yeah. tells me that bubble idea is going to go away because they can't afford to not have all these players show up and work out. They've already got a plan. They've already spent the money. But also from the TV side of things, are we going to watch another rerun in the Super Bowl? Wow. I, I mean, what are they going to do? Yeah. I mean, we can only watch Rich Eisen try to run a 40 so many times. <laughs> you, you know what I mean? And trust me, there's a steakhouse in Indianapolis that has ordered a boatload of food for this weekend. Yeah. That can't go to waste. Well, it's going to be interesting. And I have a feeling that the rules are going to change pretty quickly. Because, you know, if we're talking about this here, everybody around the country is talking about it. And you know good and well they're talking about this in Indianapolis, and they're hearing the noise from everywhere else. Mm-hmm. They've got a week to change it, and I have a feeling it will get changed. It's uh, very interesting, and we'll keep an eye on especially with some of our local guys yeah. that are, we think, headed to Indianapolis. Yeah, They're at least training for it. Well, they'd like to be headed there. I promise you, they're excited about it. The two guys that you just mentioned, I mean, they're excited about it. They want to get up there and show what they can do. And and they want to take their game to the next level. So it's it's just a it's just a bad idea. Whoever came up with this idea, whatever lawyer did it. All All Star Saturday night needs some good ideas. <laughs> yes, it does. We gotta fix that. We'll we'll give we'll give our ideas coming up in about twenty minutes at five o'clock. But the only Olympic talk we've really had since it started is coming up next. And Oof. it's the worst thing that could ever happen kind of hurts just to think about it 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 really really does we'll get into that as we continue here on the blitz hey guys it's rudy J. your home for sports talk is right here on san antonio sports star espn 1250 and 103.3 fm it is the blitz here on san antonio sports star espn am 1250 103.3 fm he is Joe Reinagle. I'm Jason Minix. Thursday, we're all going to be out at the Rue Pub, 281 in Redland Road, as we celebrate the station's 14th birthday. It's going to be a big party. Big party, but the best is yet to come. Absolutely, man. We're 14 and just getting started. 14, just getting going, and yeah, you're just kind of reaching puberty at that point, pretty, right? Pretty much. Pretty much, yeah. I mean, we're learning about certain body parts. And, <laughs> and at 14, you don't think that they could ever freeze. And at, at, at 49, I didn't know that it could freeze. But apparently, no. a Finnish skier has found out the hard way that, <laughs> so to speak, it freezes. Headline, <laughs> Finnish skier suffers frozen penis during cross-country event at the Beijing Olympics. Dude, how does that happen? I have no idea. I still have no idea. But when you read the article, it's the second time he has suffered this injury. Now, 
I have never heard of this injury before, or whatever you want to call it. So how come this doesn't happen to other guys? Um, does it happen and they don't tell anybody? Maybe. I, I mean, when you when you when you investigate, because how do you see that headline and not click on it? What? <laughs> <laughs> right. That was kind of like COVID penis. Yeah. Right. I mean, well, same thing. You is, had to look at. I, it. I mean. There's shrinkage involved in both, I would imagine. Um, Or maybe not. Well. If it's frozen, it might be enlarged. That's a good point. It certainly wouldn't be soft. (laughs) (laughs) You know, we're trying to be serious here. (laughs) But but in reality, he's a cross-country skier. It was... Uh, brutally cold to the point where they even delayed the start of the event. They shortened the event from 50 kilometers to, to 30 because it was so cold. Um, <laughs> but apparently the uniforms, the outfits, the whatever you want to call them, are very thin because they're, they're cross-country. It's a speed event, so you don't want heavy clothes. But it only happens to this guy that we know of. Maybe it happens to others, and they just don't want to put that on the injury report. Well, I'm just wondering, who, who he, did he go see a doctor? I mean, how do we know that this guy had this? Because, unless he told somebody. He said, I mean, quote, that- it was one of the worst competitions I've been in. It was just about battling through. He says, you can, through a, a translator, you can guess which body part was a little bit frozen when I finished. Um. And he he described the pain as um, unbearable. Hip thrusting, not a fan. You know, I'm wondering, Jason, was this a a reporter's question? (laughs) How how did your appendages turn out? Everything okay? I mean, how does this even come about? He's doing an interview there. Um, I don't know. I mean, I'm baffled, and I think we need to know more about this. And, you know, when the body parts started to warm up, he said after the finish, the pain was unbearable. Um, How do you know it's frozen? I think there's certain things you know. I think frostbite on your third pole is a bad thing and pretty obvious. (laughs) Okay, frostbite, right? Is that the same thing as frozen? (laughs) I'm I'm, going to guess. That that's that's what you're that that's what you're dealing with. So I don't know when, when you're done and you realize something didn't right down there. I'm hey, not a hey, not a doc, doctor. Hey doc, um, something's going on. Oh, that's frostbite. Yeah. Well, I thought you could only get frostbite if it was exposed. Um. Now I don't know. I'm not a doctor, and I don't pretend to be a doctor. It's but a it's a thin layer. It is a thin layer, but I mean his fingers are okay, but he was wearing gloves. Well, I mean, he's still not. It's not. He's not skiing with this thing hanging out, is he? I would hope not. I mean, maybe so, he had to stop and pee in the middle of the competition. <laughs> well, he. Pra- but it's if, happened to him before. This is the second time he has suffered this injury, according to him. You know, with all the modern technology, mm-hmm. and you know, you've got hand warmers for football. Mm-hmm. Can't you have a warmer that goes there? I, 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 I and he might impress the ladies because it'd probably be a bulge. So you you want him to wear a sock? Or or something, some, something. some sort of. There's got to be some sort there, of a there, heater they could make for that. I bet it would be sponsored too. <laughs> you know, when we go to the Army Navy game every year, they, they I always get because I, I I get cold easily, 
and I, I don't know what they're called, but you know those little little warmer packs that you can put in your gloves? Exactly. And then you've got those little things that you can put in your shoes? Yeah. Shouldn't he just drop one in his undies? Well, those things I, get I, pretty hot, though. Well, it's better than having a frozen penis. Either a frozen I, I, penis I, I, or a burned one. I mean, I don't I know. I don't know if it will burn you, but you're going to be sweaty. But, <laughs> I, I mean, but I would rather deal with that. I, I'm just baffled that, that this is the only... Uh, I have so many questions, Jason. So many questions. Well, but where is the technology? Yeah. Remember a couple of years ago for the Winter Olympics, Ralph Lauren was very proud of these very sleek-looking uh, opening and closing ceremonies that they designed that had heaters in them. Yes. With battery packs. Right. You, you can buy that. Motorcycle guys can buy stuff that will that's battery-operated and, and it kind of keeps you warm. I would think... If I would rather not cross-country ski than have this risk. There are certain things I'm willing to risk. Um, this freezing is, is not one of them. There's got to be an electric blanket kind of technology well, here, right? I, I mean, mean uh, yeah. some kind of a sock. I mean, if Michael Jimenez <laughs> will travel with a heating pad to Los Angeles, you would figure there's got to be a way to prevent something like this from happening. This yeah. is This is... This is a a a, a, a bobbit like tragedy. <laughs> well, not quite. <laughs> well, but I, I mean, yeah, he still had it and it thawed. So I guess, no. yeah, yeah, you're right. I mean, she just cut it, cut it right off, cut it right off, and Lorena. threw it out the window. Yeah. yeah. Um, but, oh gosh. Yeah. <laughs> Did you get that directly from the guy? Um. <laughs> Uh, uh, apparently, according to a friend of mine texting me, it is an actual thing called <clears throat> polar penis, and it's quite common. Really? Yes. It's common. Uh, apparently, for a lot of people that go skiing. I had no idea. Another reason not to go skiing. You know, I've been skiing, but I don't recall that being a problem. I, hmm. Maybe you warmed up by the fire before you noticed. Maybe so. Maybe so. Polar penis. It's an official thing. Polar penis. Thank you, Lisa, for sending this yeah, along. Yeah, that's, that's really... That's interesting. Polar penis. Are you going to report on this tonight at Ken's Five? I may have to because, I mean, it is a sport, right? Yes. I mean, what are they going to do? Fire me? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Uh, um, Rudy J just said Pledge needs the chop this uh segment now yeah i'm not sure what he's <laughs> referring to there <clears throat> <clears throat> well that was i i've still a lot of questions um <laughs> i don't know um i've been covering sports for a long time and this is a first uh-huh i've never heard of polar penis <laughs> now maybe if you're if you're a sports guy in the north Maybe that's a common thing. It might be. I mean, this is very different than what Ginobili went through. I mean, he literally gave his left one to the Spurs organization. <laughs> he did. Yes, he did. And I thought at that point, that might have been the worst thing that I've ever heard of. I can hear the endorsement deals now. <laughs> Do you have polar penis? <laughs> now, Icy hot. <laughs> now, didn't Dat Win have a way to stay warm without like putting clothes well, on? It wasn't Dat Win's way, but Dat Win is the one that let the secret out of the bag for all the NFL types that go out in cold weather without sleeves, is in the NFL they have a lotion. It's actually called Warm Skin. And you you, you just put that lotion on it. It 
keeps your skin warm. Well, there you go. Problem solved. Although if you're skiing and you've got some lotion down there, then you're you're going to have other issues. <laughs> I'm just saying. I mean, we created a whole nother problem. You know, all kinds of pictures come to my mind. Have you ever seen the the, the guy with the husky? He's got icicles hanging off his nose. Yeah, the Iditarod races. <laughs> right. Yeah. So I'm picturing this guy. Yeah, but he's sitting on a warmer. Oh. He, well, so think. he didn't have that problem. Well, with but the... he's also got a lot of coats on. See, it's the thin uniform here that's the problem. Well, I, I, I mean, the guy's not worried about his nose. Dude, there's there's got to be technology that can prevent this. I feel sorry for this guy. It's happened to him twice. First time, I would have felt sorry for him. No, dude, you're just an idiot. Because if that happened to you once, don't you figure in your training you come up with a way to prevent that from happening again? Well, he's, he's from Finland. I don't know what the deal is over there. Maybe they don't have the same technology? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Or maybe that's a cool thing in Finland. Hey, second time for me. Uh-huh. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Get an extra beer at the pub when you get home. Hey, Bob, yeah. how many times have you had it? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah, I'm going through polar penis. That's again. right. Damn it. Give me a beer. Dude, you're a man. Uh-huh. <laughs> or you were. Just <laughs> 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 have a shot of fireball. You'll be fine. <laughs> right. <laughs> It'll warm you up. Oh, Okay. <laughs> Rudy J just texted the group a blue chew would be perfect right about now. <laughs> wow. Oh. Well, that was fun. You good? I'm good. Yes. I still have so many questions, though. We'll answer them as, as we okay. continue. Yeah. I mean, do you want to solve that or what's wrong with All Star Saturday night? <laughs> well, I don't know what's more interesting. Yeah, the uh, slam dunk <laughs> contest. It might be easier to figure out polar penis. Because All-Star Saturday night is... Somehow I think you're liking this radio thing, because you've said penis like nine <laughs> times in the last three minutes. <laughs> like, all of a sudden, we're 14 again. Where's George Carlin? <laughs> what, what can you say or not? <laughs> well, you can say it the way we're saying it, not the way George would say it. Joe Reinager, Jason Minix, The Blitz. And we have the best listener. It is the Blitz here on San Antonio Sports Star, ESPN AM 1250, 103.3 FM. He's Joe Ryan I'm Jason Menix. James Pledger producing as always. Somebody sent us a tweet. I tweeted it out. I won't describe the sock, but you know what we're talking about. It's obviously a real thing, though. I mean, they didn't just make that up in the last five minutes. No, I mean, it's, it's, the tweet says this will be all the rage at the 2026 Winter Olympics. Hashtag frozen penis. Exactly. I mean, I don't, why is the guy not wearing that now? Is that going to slow him down? Uh, apparently. Although that looks like it'd be itchy. They, they got to come up with something better. Well, it, it could be too big, too, depending <laughs> on who you're talking about. <laughs> Well, it is cold out there. You might have to tie a knot in the end of it. <laughs> Good Lord. <laughs> thought you were trying to oppress the ladies. <laughs> well, I'm just saying. I don't know what uh, <clears throat> things are like in Finland. And my uh, friend Lisa Gillespie wants to hear you say penis one more time. <laughs> 
Hey, we've we've got two hours to go. I'm sure I will. Oh, you're you. She so you literally she so texted that. I want. Can you read that? Oh. Yeah. <laughs> wow. You're gonna disappoint her, huh? Well, it's got to be in context, doesn't uh -huh. it? Yeah. Sure. You want to describe that sock? It's 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 gray. <laughs> I, I'm impressed that it has the little uh, sack there. You got to keep them all warm. <laughs> I, mean, I guess so. Wow. Because otherwise, it'd just be a condom. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> no, that'd be an itchy condom. <laughs> the whole thing looks itchy. Yeah, that won't be all the rage. No, you'd need some of that liquid skin <laughs> to even warm skin. <laughs> Pledge is dying. Uh, it's a good sweater. Pledge would wear it, whether he needed to or not. I mean, hell, Pledge went to the rodeo over the weekend, showed pictures of him at the rodeo in a suit and tie. No. Did you really? You you were not wearing your tie? and I was wearing a tie. Okay. And a vest? This is not a vest. What was it? It was a velvet blazer. A velvet blazer. Oh, the velvet. I've seen that one. <laughs> and I, I've seen that a, one. A blazer and a tie, to me, is a suit. I, I realize, you know, my my fashion level isn't really up there. But it's not I, a suit. Okay. You're wearing a, a coat and tie to the rodeo. I did. And so the pants didn't match, so that, <laughs> that makes it not a suit? Exactly. It's a suit. Well, not necessarily, Jason. All right, it's TV a guy. sport coat and slacks. There's a difference. See, see, be, see, because I, I, I learned long time ago that it's it's less expensive to buy a couple, two or three sport coats, and then just buy slacks that go with them because it's not as expensive, and you can mix and match. I can wear a black sport coat on a Monday, and again on Wednesday and Friday, but just maybe a gray, tan, black. You know what I'm saying? But it's still a suit. No, it's not. It really it's is. It's a sport coat. And a and a and a pair of slacks. In my mind, that's a suit. It's not, not a suit. It, it, technically, it's not a suit. Uh, technically, it's not a suit. We got to get. We're trying to clash you up a little bit. Welcome, <laughs> welcome to radio. I'm wearing a Foo Fighter T-shirt, well, right? Uh, and I dressed up today. Yeah. I'm just glad somebody's finally here that gets it. Uh, <laughs> Wait. <a minute. laughs> I don't think he gets your fashion. <laughs> Like, like, I'm not sure what you've got going on today. You've got four different shirts on. It's two. Okay, two. Well, you got the coat. I thought the the way the coat is, it looks like you're wearing two different coats, but that's that's two coats in one. It's so, a singular coat. So a two-in-one coat only counts as one in your world, but it looks like you're wearing two coats. And then you've got a vest on, and then you've got the open-collar shirt. Were you wearing the tie earlier and have lost your tie throughout? The, of course. So now you've just untied. Dude, it's you know. 85 degrees outside. Yeah, but we were talking frozen penis, man, and he had to put on his coat. I, well, that, that won't help you. <laughs> this sock, on the other hand, will. That I, well, I, I can't take my eyes off of it. That's a problem. I mean, it's sitting here. I'm, I'm waiting for my Twitter mentions to go. Well, it's like, please. You, you know, you can control that. I can? You use your hand. Hit refresh. <laughs> Whew. 
Okay. All right. So we go from this so, to, to Deshaun Watson. And it, there's some news today. Deshaun Watson did have a special hearing set for today and the uh, um, issues that he's going through. Watson is seeking to delay depositions with all plaintiffs uh, not yet interviewed. Now, I saw Aaron Wilson tweet earlier today that uh, Busby was talking and 75 hours worth of interviews. And all I'm thinking is that's a lawyer making a ton of money. But 75 hours of interviews have been done, but they still have six to go. Okay. I don't know why they're trying to get a delay now, but I think if he can reach a settlement before they they have to speak to the peoples, then any criminal part goes away. Right? So maybe that's what they're trying to do, work that's, out a settlement. That's what it sounds like, because we had heard previous that they were down to four in trying to reach a settlement. Right. right? Um, but you've got a lawyer that represents all of them. And I think he's trying to get equal money for all of them. And I think the ones that have the the most on Deshaun Watson are probably trying to get a little bit more. Well, of course they are. And how much more? And what is the what is the limit? If you're Deshaun Watson, though, you want this to go away, obviously, because you want to resume playing football. I mean, the guy's been out, out of football now for a year. Um, you know, I'm sure looking at the prospect of being out another year is just just horrible for this guy. Um I, I don't know. And I, you know, these lawyer tricks and these kind of things are just baffling to me. And I know that everybody's trying to get the best for their client, but get on with it already, right? At, at, at some point, at, at some point, you would think that this is where it's going to end, and whatever that number is. And, you know, I would like to think that Busby has put out a number. Uh, Rusty Harden has said, nope, we're not going there yet. And I think a lot of it is what what they're finding out in discovery. Do does Deshaun's attorneys feel like if this went criminal, would there be a conviction there? Is there enough there? Right. And you know, but seeing this today, and I don't know what to make of this to be honest. But if you're trying to get a delay in legal terms, a delay is normally a win. But at the same time, when you're looking at the NFL clock. Do things start to change a little bit for Deshaun Watson if it's not quite done yet? Because the Texans have to make a decision. Teams have to make a decision. Mm -hmm. And so will a team now make a decision even though it's not all resolved? Well, if you are a good attorney, which Rusty Harden is, I mean, obviously, he's yeah. he's high price. He wants to know what these other six are going to say. Mm -hmm. You don't want to go into a trial or, or something like that without knowing what they're going to say and at least having an opportunity to question them. So... He's being cautious with his client, obviously, and he wants to make sure that they're interviewed before they move along any further. But again, if you're Deshaun, you're going to Rusty and say, hey, you know, and of course, it's 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 one of those things that we talk about and we don't know what's going on behind the scenes or, or what conversations are being had or offers that are being made. So um, interesting, but I'm ready for this. It's, you know, it's kind of like COVID. COVID, Deshaun Watson, can we just get on with it? Well, and move on. I mean, it's been a long time. The judge did rule today, according to Aaron Wilson, uh, who's was with the Chronicle and is now with Pro Football Network. Uh, Aaron tweets that the judge ruled that plaintiffs who haven't been deposed and have filed criminal complaints are delayed until after April 1, when Rusty Harden expressed expectation of criminal investigation clarity. Ah. So... Maybe that's what it's about is 
kind of let, let's figure out what's happening on this side before we figure out the settlement side. Yeah, it, it could is, very well be. It but... is what it sounds like. And, of course, you know, Deshaun Watson's name in the news quite a bit over the weekend. Uh, where have I been saying he's a great landing spot for him? I've been saying Pittsburgh for a long time. Yeah, yeah. Long time. He was associated with Pittsburgh over the weekend because Mike Tomlin hired Brian Flores as an assistant coach. Right. And obviously, just because Brian Flores got hired there doesn't mean Deshaun Watson will end up there. But that is another dot to connect if the connection was more with Deshaun and Brian Flores than it was Deshaun and wanting to live in the city of Miami. Could be, but I also heard over the weekend a rumor that uh, the uh, Washington Commanders could be willing to part with Chase Young if they got Deshaun Watson in return. See, I don't. I'm I, just I, saying. I, I've, I've heard I've heard rumors, but I, it, that doesn't make any good kind of football sense. Of course, it does. You wouldn't make that trade today. I would. A quarterback, look, Chase Young is a great player. He is. But you can find another edge rusher. Maybe not as good as him, Yeah, but you can. And then you've got your franchise quarterback. I make that deal in a, in a heartbeat. But I also look at the Texans that they want picks. They, yeah, they, you, you don't want him to go play for Washington. I, I don't want him no, to play for don't. Washington, but I, <laughs> but I look at that and you, you've got a star defensive player, so let's weaken our defense to try to make our offense better. I've just watched the Cowboys try for so long to have nothing but offensive stars and not do anything on defense, and that doesn't get you anywhere. Well, I'll be honest with you. Everybody thought Washington was going to have this great defense this year, and they really kind of sucked. Yeah, they they did. I mean, they weren't that great. So while he's a great player and he can't do it by himself, I mean, if I'm looking at this and I've got an opportunity to get a franchise quarterback at a guy that's only 27 years old, I'm making that deal. Well, and again, you, you've got to have a quarterback. You have you, to. You, you have to have a quarterback, no matter what it ultimately ends up costing you. But by all accounts from Houston's side, I don't think they want players, especially a player like Chase Young isn't going to stay in Houston beyond his contract because they're not going to be rebuilt fast enough. And he's getting to the point where you know, he, he wants to go play for somebody that's going to win. There's questions whether he stays in Washington beyond his current deal because that is such a dumpster fire that why give up a Deshaun Watson for a short-term rental player? Well, and, and it could be. It's not a one-for-one. One. It could be no, a no. part of a whole bunch it, it, of things it, going it, on. But what I'm saying is I think Washington is willing to make the a mix. deal. If, if Chase Young is available uh, they would be willing to deal him if the ultimate return was Deshaun Watson for them. Going to be interesting to see how it all plays out. And, of course, we'll keep you updated here on The Blitz. You want to participate in the show? It's easy to do on the Kia Bossa Bacon phone lines, 210-656-ESPN, 656-3776. Dial them now, in fact, if you enjoyed All-Star Saturday Night. No, nah, that's a bad thing. Yeah, nobody's going to call. Yeah, they, no. they're, they're going to stay. What is your fix? Everybody is bitching about All-Star Saturday Night and specifically the slam dunk contest, as if the three-point contest has become the marquee event, not the slam dunk contest. When I, I look at that, if you're going to bitch, give a solution. Right, I don't know how you fix the slam dunk contest if you don't make the stars participate. 
we saw better dunks during the game last night than the during the slam dunk contest. Make the stars that are already there do it. Now, they don't want to do it because embarrassment. They don't want to do it because there's not enough money involved, whatever the case is. But back in the day, you had these stars participating in these these particular contests. You did. That's always been my solution to it. Make the stars do it. That's not going to happen. Stephen A. Smith, mm-hmm. I thought, had a brilliant idea this morning on first take. And I will give him full credit for for this. And if he got it from somebody else, I apologize. <laughs> but his idea this morning on TV on how to fix the slam dunk contest is take the NBA players out of it. Okay. Just take them out of it. Have regional contests leading up to the All-Star weekend with just your, your, your guys that are just on some courts. You know, your Rucker Park guys, your guys in California, your Midwest, wherever you right, are. Right. Just have some regional competitions of just non-NBA types, just guys that can hoop, guys that can dunk, and let them win their their area, their region contest, and then put those winners on display on All-Star Saturday night. You won't know who any of them are, but you'll be entertained. Well, and they're probably going to do some stuff that uh, they're not afraid of getting hurt, mm-hmm. right? Because at the end of the, you know, you're doing some of this stuff. You don't want to twist an ankle or or something that's going to affect you in the second half of the season. Um but the dunk contest was probably old 10, 15 years ago. It was. Because after a while, what else can you do? Right? I mean, you you can't jump over cars or jump over three people or or whatever the case may be. And after a while, it just kind of loses its luster. Um, you know, dunks are great during games. But during that kind of an exhibition, it's... it's Look, the three-point shooting contest is, is old. That whole Saturday night thing is just... Or do something like when it comes to we all all it doesn't matter if it's the Pro Bowl, um, Major League Baseball, the home run derby contest is you know everybody's trying to fix it and tweak it. You know the NHL and the way they did their skills competition this year is pretty badass. That was fun. Yeah, I mean you know they had guys floating in the the fountains at at Bellagio trying to do stuff. Right, take them out of their norm. I don't know what you do on All-Star Saturday night. Everything there is sponsored. There's a lot of money involved. Yeah. And quite frankly, more people watch than you think. I um, guess. I haven't seen the ratings. Have you heard anything uh, about that? I haven't heard what they did Saturday night, but typically speaking, it's the numbers are up. The numbers, the numbers always seem, it's not like, well, nobody watched, so we better fix things. Because if that were the case, they would have fixed it. They would have addressed it. It's just one of those things that following a weekend for all-star games that we all bitch about what we saw because it's not real football like they didn't tackle this year right it, it, baseball what yeah you know it's just basketball it's not fun until the fourth quarter fourth quarter last night was a lot of fun during that all-star game because guys are playing because there's money on the line well at least the baseball all-star game means something right it means home field advantage yeah and nobody likes that. Well, nobody likes that, but at least it means something. I mean, make it mean something. If you're going to have these things, make it mean something. It's like, okay, so so-and-so won the dunk contest. <laughs> Big deal. Well, what again, does it get you? Uh, well, I mean, a, a, a nice sponsored trophy. Okay. But but in reality, who won last year's dunk contest? I don't know. Who won this year's dunk contest? I don't know. Who won? I, I, I mean, that's the thing. It's not like in the day where, you know... 
Dominique won or Michael Jordan or hell Brent Barry. Brent Barry won the one here in San right. Antonio and now uses his, his trophy as is like a a serving bowl, you know, like full of guacamole or hot sauce or chips exactly. or something if he's having a party. Yeah. Right? He literally turned the trophy into something like that, which is, I think, pretty badass. <laughs> well, that's just Brent Barry. Yeah, right? it is I Brent mean, that's Barry, a, He's right? that kind of guy. But, but it does come down to what can you do as a league, as an event, to infuse some excitement, some, I want to watch this. You know, I got home Saturday from a, uh, my Friday night was fantastic, but but way long. Saturday morning, got up, went to my mother's house, got back home uh, 6.30, 7 o'clock. Started watching it and said, eh, I'm almost done with Inventing Anna on Netflix. <laughs> Which, by the way, is worthy. That's worthy. Yeah. I was watching that as opposed to the All-Star Dunk contest. Because I don't give a damn anymore. Well, I, I don't either. It, and I said this on Friday, Jason, uh, with Michael Jimenez. I don't really care about the whole thing. The only in, because the only reason I had interest in even the All Star Game last night was because of Dejounte Murray. Otherwise, it's like I've seen it all. You know, you see these guys play, and they're all fantastic. They're talented. Mm-hmm. It's great. But you know what you're going to get when you watch this. You know, there's no defense, obviously. Sure. Right? There's there's the dunks. There's this. And after a while, even the most special dunk is like, I've seen it. It's mm-hmm. been done. And and I'm just, it doesn't interest me. Like, and I'm not sure that it ever, of all the things that I used to go to in TV and back when San Antonio had some all-stars and we'd go to the all-star games, it was like, that was my least favorite event to go to all-star saturday night or all-star weekend in uh, general? the whole thing the the uh the parties are good um <laughs> yes they are all-star saturday night in person sucks yeah it's uh i mean it's just such a long day nothing worse than the home run derby that might be mm-hmm. the worst event to watch in person it could because be yeah there's so much time in between a guy at bat and generally you're in a stadium where it's really stupid hot so i mean that that's a, but again, we bitch, but how do we fix it? Or at some point, do you go away? I enjoyed watching most of the game last night, although there were some things that, you know, I was cooking a steak and cooking dinner. I cared about the All-Star game. I wanted to watch early to see when DeJounte got in. Sure. It's the same thing. I was I like, but fourth quarter, you know, fourth quarter I'm paying attention to because you know it's going to get good then when the intensity gets ratcheted up some. And it was. That was a good fourth quarter. I'll take your word for it. <laughs> you didn't watch it? I didn't, actually. We, You know. Mm, it's all right. I actually had a uh, a documentary. <laughs> I set you up. That we were, uh, we were watching last night on Pink. The singer. The singer, yeah. It was, it was quite interesting. So you chose Pink. I did. The uh, singer. Now, I watched the highlights of DeJounte Murray, so I know uh-huh. what I was talking about. Sure, sure. And he was great, and no. I'm happy for him. Now, for the record, did you choose pink? No, or? no, I did not. But uh, you didn't argue, like, honey, we got to watch the All Star game. No, I didn't argue. It was a great day. You know why? What there? There are some things you uh, you draw the line for, and some you don't. Mm-hmm. Now, the NFL, Maggie's great. I said, baby, I got to watch this game. Okay, let's watch NBA All Star game. Mm. I'm with you. I'm with I you. mean, it's just not, you know, it's not worth it. Inventing 
Anna. Inventing Anna. Yeah. Now, the pink documentary is actually pretty good. I doubt I'll get to it. Well, but, you should. Um, you although, should watch it. I've been watching. You're not a pink fan? Now, now that football season is over, I'm yeah. sure, actually, I'd probably enjoy it just because musicians and everything they're going Behind through. Behind the scenes I, stuff, I love man, that stuff. Good. Yeah. Regardless, although, you know, I did not enjoy or even finish that one on the Beatles. I haven't started that one. I got through about 30 minutes and turned it off. Yeah. I did not enjoy it. And I thought I would. I was looking forward to the one on the Beatles and just did not get into it. You see, that's the, that's what happens. It happened to me in Vegas. Paul McCartney, mm-hmm. free tickets, mm-hmm. left after 30 minutes. Really? It sucked. Wow. It was horrible. Wow. I wanted to hear Beatles music. Even well, no. uh, what was the band that he was in after that? Um, band on the run. He sang that song. <laughs> I didn't even hear that. Okay, I didn't even hear that, and it was a bunch of butterflies running around and with these people scar. And I'm like, you know, things are legal in Vegas. What, what were you on? The hell? No, it was bad. So okay. we left. I Fair said, enough. I said I'm leaving. All right, because mm-hmm. gambling was calling your name. Well, that and the and the show just sucked. It was horrible. That's awful. It was awful. Because Paul McCartney. Because I was a excited. Yeah. I was excited about it. Yeah. All right. Yeah, that's how it is. It is the Blitz here on San Antonio Sports Star ESPN AM 1250, <laughs> 103.3 FM. Well, interesting weekend in college basketball. There's mm-hmm. no football on basketball front and center, and this is not the way Michigan wanted to make all the headlines. We'll get into that as we continue here on the Blitz. This is the Blitz with Joe Reinagle and Jason Minix, San Antonio Sports Star, ESPN 1250 and 103.3 FM. And we've got a dust-up right now. Jawan Howard and Greg Gardner going nose-to-nose, and now we got a problem. we got pushing and shoving. we got a lot of chirping. we got a wrestling match going on. And Jacoby Neath being pulled away by Carter Higginbottom. Adam Smith, graduate assistant for the Wisconsin Badgers, pushing off a couple of players. Yeah, there were some punches there. As it got nasty there in the end, and everybody being separated, you got to be really careful here. Tyler Wall getting guys away. You got to be careful here. Richard, big fella, getting out there. He's telling his guys, get off the floor. Yeah, but a little too late. Matt LaPlay with the call from Learfield as things got ugly at the end of the Michigan-Wisconsin game. He's Joe Reinagel. I'm Jason Minix. It is the Blitz. Dan Wetzel from Yahoo is tweeting as we speak, Michigan will suspend Juwan Howard the rest of the regular season. A source tells Yahoo Sports. Regular season. That's where I underlined it. That makes it a five-game suspension. They have five games left. Doesn't say tournament. It doesn't say Big Ten tournament. Doesn't say NCAA tournament if Michigan wins. And, you know, they're on that uh, uh, first four, last four kind of list right now. Big Ten still has to make an announcement, and they haven't done that yet. But as it sits right now, you're looking at a five-game suspension for Jawan Howard for that altercation, started a damn near brawl, and you're a coach. You're a leader of men, and you punched another coach. Yeah, I think everything before that was okay, although I think Jawan Howard's argument was was not good because according to what the Wisconsin coach said, he was just trying to get his bench players 
some good run time. They only had a few seconds left anyway. But, you know, so I, I understand the passion and the emotion that goes into some of these things. And maybe Jawan Howard's feeling some heat from the folks at Michigan. And, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, again, it was a, it was a loss to, to Wisconsin at Wisconsin's place. And uh, it just turned into a nasty thing, especially when he starts throwing punches. That really is a no-no for anybody. Well, you, you can't do it. And, again, the Big Ten, it's... It's President's Day, so I don't know if all the suits took the day off. But they've got a lot to review because yeah. you, you in the press conferences afterwards, you had some he said, she said, or he said, he said, on what instigated, what escalated the fight and what upset Jawan Howard, who is very much in the wrong. He threw a punch yep, or open-handed slap. But then you had other players, both teams, start fighting and throwing punches. So the Big Ten has to look at all those individual players who threw punches. And there, there's those players are going to face suspensions. Watching ESPN this morning, all those college basketball experts were talking about at least two games for each of those guys. Yeah, yeah. I mean, something has to be done because that can't happen. I mean, it just can't happen. You've got to draw the line somewhere, and you've got to... Especially as a head coach, you've got to take control of your emotions. You have to. And basketball coaches are probably the most emotional mm-hmm. of all the head coaches. But at some point in time, look, you got to you got to control your emotions. And, and they simply got out of hand for Jawan Howard. Well, they did. And he said after the game, what upset him? I didn't like the timeout being called. And I'll be totally honest with you. I thought it was you know, not necessary at that moment, especially being a large lead. And then going to have the timeout called with three seconds or four seconds ago um, you know I thought that that was you know what I felt wasn't fair to our guys and so that's, that's what happened so he, he was upset because he didn't like the way the other coach was coaching his team yet he's running a full court press defensively and when you hear Greg Gard the coach of Wisconsin uh kind of a, a, a explain what what happened in the line and and why I mean he's doing what he can to, to coach his team with a bunch of players on on the floor, and he was trying to talk, according to Greg Gard, to Juwan about why he called a timeout there. Yeah, I was walking through it. Um, you know, I know he didn't come through right away. He came in later after some of the players and was going down the line with everybody. They were all fine. And he came up to me and pulled his max, max down and said, I'll remember that. And he started pointing at me and tapping me in the chest. And I said, hold on. Let me explain to you why I took the timeout. Maybe he doesn't know the rule that you get the 10 seconds reset. I wasn't going to put my players in that type of situation to have to break a press in four seconds, come and stiff and cold off the bench. I wouldn't do that for a regular group. I can take a timeout. That's, um, it gives my players the best chance to have success. So that's where it started that he said, I'll remember that, I'll remember that. And I said, hey, let me tell you why I did what I did. And he didn't want any part of that. You know, and Greg Gard, I know it's it's after the fact, but saying, "Well, dude, maybe you don't know the rules." You're you're talking about a an NBA guy who's also a head coach, publicly saying you don't know the rules. Every coach will say, "You coach your team, I'll coach mine." Right. It kind of felt like Juwan was just going to do the walk by and the handshake line, and Gard didn't like that. Hey, hey, hey! Yeah, but hearing Juwan talk about it, it's like he. He's putting guard at escalating it, but when you watch the video, it looks like Juwan was already escalated and kept escalating it.
Well, Jawan was upset. I mean, obviously yeah, he was no upset. He thinks that the other team is is disrespecting his team. But, you know, there's so many answers for that. I mean, there really are so many answers for that. Um, you've got your you've got your bench players on the floor. And I've never understood why people expect a coach to say and tell his second team out there that don't try as hard because we've already got a big lead. I've I've never understood that. Those kids want to play too, mm-hmm. and they don't want to come in and play halfway. I mean, they don't want to do it. And and so I've never understood the fact that if a team is way ahead, you ask your players to back off and not play as hard as you can. That that's not fair to those guys who have worked just as hard. They practice. As, it's exactly right. So they they get an opportunity to come in and play. They need to play, and they need to play as hard as they can. You know, I I don't know what's more disrespectful, and I don't know how to couch it in basketball terms, but in football, I remember Larry Hill, the head coach at Smithson Valley one time, you know, he was taking a lot of heat. They were blowing some teams out. His second and third stringers would score. And he would say, dude, all we're we're running base. We're not throwing. We're running. But those guys practice. If they score, they score. What it, What's more disrespectful? Us to just go take three knees and punt? Yeah. Right? It's not like he had his starters in. In this situation, you know, Jawan's mad that they were getting blown out is what it boils down to. You're running a full-court press, although he said we weren't running a full-court press. I don't know what I saw look like pressure defense to me, right? <laughs> um, don't get mad that they called the timeout. Kid lost a show, all that. You just, all the, none of that matters. What happened in that handshake line, you're the head coach. That can't happen. It cannot. The questions today, would he get fired? Well, clearly, if he's only getting a five-game suspension from the university through the rest of the regular season, Kind of a slap on the wrist. It kind of is. Look, I'm not. I'm not a proponent of him being fired. Me neither. I, I don't think he should be fired. But I think a message needs to be sent. Look, if Jawan Howard says, "Look, I'm not going to forget this," don't forget it. And then the next time you have an opportunity, you know, maybe you do the same thing. I, I don't know. But again, I don't. I don't question the Wisconsin coaches use of the time out there to get his player some extra time to work on their game and beat a full-court press or whatever defense Michigan was running at the time. So none of that should have – there shouldn't have been an issue because I bet you Juwan Howard would have done the same thing had the situation been on the other foot. You know, who knows? And quite honestly, I don't want to say it doesn't matter, but it, it, at that point in the game, it didn't matter. I mean, I think – Jawan Howard, if you wanted them to just get the ball across midcourt and, and let them dribble it out, don't have your guys pressuring them. That, let them your, do your it. guy was pressuring them, tip the ball, and it rolled out of bounds. You, you call a timeout there, so you get ten seconds. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, simple basketball. That and he knew that. I think mean, he was just mad at, at a lot of things. And the fact is, they're a bubble team right now, and that was a bad loss for a team trying to build their resume for the NCAA tournament. That was a bad loss. Don't all this other stuff? You can tell me that all you want. Maybe that's some truth, some truth in there. What set you off? But you were mad that your team got blown out. Absolutely, as any coach would be, and you remember it. If you're mad at that coach, remember that. But the minute he throws a punch, all bets are off. That's it. 
I mean, that's the line you can't cross. Period. End of discussion. Then your players feel like they have a free uh, free for all to go start fighting with each other, and uh, yeah, that's where it, you, you just can't have. You can't lose your cool like that. Enough. You want to yell at the guy. You want to call him an idiot. You want to say you shouldn't have done it. I'm never going to forget it. All of that. Okay. No problem. And, and the but, reality is, should Guard have called a timeout? Probably not. But if he was trying to get his guys in a situation to get the ball across, then. Then maybe, but he has every right to do that. He's got timeout. Absolutely, right? he can do it. Why not? But his his role in the in the handshake line was was probably the same as as Howard's. He was trying to explain whatever. You could tell the man's upset. Just keep walking and go talk to him. Later. Twenty minutes later, yeah. call him the call next, him day, the next if, day if you need to. I got you. I, I, I'm with you there. Does he need to get fired? No. No. Suspended? Yes. Five games. That seems a little bit light when you're the head coach and a leader of young men throwing a punch like that. Yeah, that's that's difficult to explain. And I would like to see Juwan Howard come out and apologize. Honestly, just say, look, I lost my cool, something I shouldn't have done. I should have never done that. And it won't happen again. And I hope I hope we see that at some point in time here in the near future. Let's go to the Kia Boss of Bacon phone lines. Chris, you're on the Blitz. What's up, man? Hey, Jason. Hey, I just wanted to say as a, sophomore player on the Holmes High School team, we were playing the Keystone team, and we had a rather large lead. Now, this is a very smart group of players, you can guess, being from Keystone. And I, I, I get my chance to get some playing time. My coach says, you play like we're four points down, because you'll never get to JV. You'll never get to varsity, unless you show us you can play. And I always thought, took that to heart, and thought that was a valid point. Now, that doesn't doesn't go against uh, Jawan's actions, but it does go against do you lighten up play when you're ahead. And you're saying they shouldn't have, right? Your point is, if I'm hearing you correctly, those players need to play, and you can't tell them to not play. Yeah, you got to play. You, if you're, this is your chance to play. I mean, this this is a rare chance for us on the bench to get a chance to play. So he said, go in like you're four points down. Give it all you've got. And, uh, I thought it, you know, it made sense to me at the time. I totally well, it, agree it, with it. It makes sense, Chris. I mean, the Wisconsin kids are playing hard. That that's what they're supposed to do. To me, this is all, this is all coaches, both. Both. Um, and and the debate this morning on on the TV shows were: Do we just need to do away with the handshake line? No. And I'm thinking there have been some incidents recently, but no, that's part of it. Learning how to lose exactly is a big part of sports. Huge part of it, and it shows sportsmanship. Why would you want to do away with a handshake line? So you don't have situations like this, which well, I think is dumb. Then you could write a list of things we had to do away with to avoid conflict. I mean, that's just the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard. Now, who said that? Call him out. Do you remember? Who was the, the, the coach on... Um, um, We've had him on before. I don't mean to put you on the spot. No, I'm trying to remember. He was on, on the, the sports centers at noon. Um Seth Greenberg? Seth Greenberg. Well, it's yeah. ridiculous to Seth Greenberg to even suggest that because sports is still all about <laughs> sportsmanship and appreciating the other team and learning how to lose with dignity. Yeah, that's all part of it. it it's all part of it. And so it, you know, the coaches there were the ones who acted badly in mm -hmm. both of their own ways. But again... And to a degree, the players starting the fight... 
I mean, some were trying to play peacemaker. Yep. Others were starting to to fight. the The idea that you know some of those players are going to get suspended. Again, Jawan Howard does not need to be fired for this. Nope. But five games seems a little light. I was thinking we'll see you next basketball season, Coach. Arguing this is look. That's one thing. All right, and whatever you want to say, but once you throw that punch, all bets are off. I don't care what else happened. You throw a punch, all bets are off, and you need to be dealt with at that point in time. wonder what the Big Ten ultimately does. I don't know. I wonder if Michigan went first or if Michigan announced this suspension. Yeah, there he is on TV. Yeah. <laughs> Seth Greenberg. Greenberg yeah. yeah. Juwan Howard suspended rest of regular season, which is five games. They that by by that definition, regular season, he's available for the Big Ten tournament, and if they are able to make the NCAA tournament, would be able to coach. Unless, of course, the Big Ten hands down a stiffer punishment, or even the NCAA. Well, you got the Big Ten in. tournament coming up, so apparently yeah. he's going to be eligible for that. Unless the Big Ten, unless says, they say something, yep, yeah, yeah, they they come up with. Uh, a stiffer punishment. It is the Blitz here on San Antonio Sports Star, ESPN AM 1250, 103.3 FM. Hey guys, it's Rudy J. Let's talk the biggest stories in sports tomorrow morning, 7 till 10. On San Antonio Sports Star, ESPN 1250 and 103.3 FM. And you know what the boys won't be talking about tomorrow morning on R&R? A labor deal in Major League Baseball. It is the Blitz here on San Antonio Sports Star, ESPN AM 1250, 103.3 FM. He's Joe Reinagle. I'm Jason Minix. There was some hope, I think, maybe. I think so. That they might get a deal today. But yeah. Jeff Passan just tweets out three minutes ago, the MLBPA is expected to counter tomorrow to MLB's offer today, which included small moves on pre-arbitration bonus pool from $15 million to $20 million, draft lottery from three picks to four. They're ne- going to be back negotiating tomorrow at one. Passing tweets, plenty of time remains for a deal before February 28th. Well, I think both sides are smart enough to see that baseball are they? is kind of on life support at the moment, honestly, and they've got to get something done. And so hopefully you've got a bunch of intelligent folks all in there making a deal, trying to work this thing out. But, I mean, if if you go into a, a, a extended lockout where we're not playing ball and nobody's talking about it, and you've got the XFL, the USFL coming up, baseball's done. And, and that's sad for me to say. It, it is, although, quite frankly, as fans, we get – we get screwed in these kind of deals, right? right. Yeah. And, you know, it's, it's kind of like when, you know, I'm a direct TV guy. If direct TV guy is having a pissing match with the CBS affiliate. Right. And, and they pull Ken's off the air. Or I think Rob is still dealing with no bally on Dish Network. That's been going on for a couple of years now. Wow. As customers, we get screwed. And then when you get it figured out, we forget. We we kind of we kind of come back and and we forget and so there's a delay in spring training right now. If the regular season starts on time or close to on time, we're fine because none of this affects us unless you start taking away games, right? And at this point, that's what it comes down to. You know, now the the people in in Florida and in in Arizona that rely on spring training for their annual business, 
they're hurting right now. Yes, they are. But for most of us, it doesn't matter yet because we haven't lost a game yet. But we should be talking about pitchers and catchers. We should be talking about teams, what's happening in spring training. And, and, And we're not talking about that. Instead, we're talking about two sides arguing over millions of dollars. Mm-hmm. That, quite frankly, most of us don't have and and don't know well what to do. And it, it, I think it takes an effect, though, Jason. I really, do, I really do. And I think people finally say, "Well, the hell with those guys." And and you know, until it, you know, baseball's a lot like the NBA in, in the fact that I think the season is too long. Mm-hmm. I, I think the season is too long. I think the NBA should start on Christmas Day and move forward. I think it'd be a lot more exciting because who really gives a damn about the NBA in October and November? I don't know many people that do No, because the NFL is going on. Well, it, that it, and the NBA tells us uh, Christmas Day is when it matters. That's exactly right. So, yeah. well, you start the season there. I think, man, you've got something, right? You, you, you don't have all these back-to-back games, and then every game means something. Well, I think baseball's the same way. Nobody really gives a damn about baseball until after the All-Star break. And then you start following the pennant race, unless you're a well, diehard. Well, I, I think opening day and opening weekend is special. And then you can put it on the back burner. Sure. Memorial Day weekend, okay. maybe. All right. You know, somewhere around mid-July. If your team is in it, you're in it. Yeah. If if not, and, and baseball is one of those those sports that you kind of feel like you know in May if you've got a chance. And, you know, especially for the casual fans in non-baseball cities, that's how it goes. So right now, the fact that pitchers and catchers haven't reported sucks, but I don't care yet. It has, it's not affecting me yet uh, because we haven't, we haven't missed games yet. And it looks like at this point in time, if they get this thing worked out, the season will start as scheduled mm-hmm. on April the 1st. So, in that respect, maybe you're right, but I just think I just think these kind of labor disputes that go on and the public and we're talking about it and everybody's talking about it, it hurts the sport in the long run. That's my opinion and and I think it's true and 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 these things you know, and I know sometimes when you get to a deadline things move a little quicker. Deadlines right? make deals. But man, get it's, this it's stuff stupid done. That, it's just that they, dumb that they welcome and seem to embrace the negative press yeah. that comes with it. I guess. I guess. but And and they've survived. Baseball has survived. I think they survived because of the steroid era in the 90s mm-hmm. when they had this problem. And you had Sammy Sosa and Mark McGuire that saved the game. I mean, they saved the game back then. They did. And so who else? What's going to happen now? Who's going to save the game now? It's going to be interesting because there's very few, very few recognizable stars in Major League Baseball. And it, it's sad to say that, but it has become so regional and there's so many other things to do that, yeah, there's 10, 15 that everybody can name, but there was a time where you could name everybody. Absolutely. I'm an Astro fan and I can't name everybody on the Astros right now, partly because pitchers and catchers haven't reported. I want to see who shows up with the trash can and let's go. Yeah, I do too. And and I'm a big Cardinal fan and I'm going to know as soon as they get there, I'm going to know what's happening. And, uh, and I look, I, you know, some of the guys that are there and that are going to come back, you know, but I just think that this in the long run hurts people. And, and, and I saw a, a message there on our Facebook Live. There, There is no better game to go to in person than a baseball game. Absolutely. It is absolutely one of the best things to do. But watching it on TV 
the younger people, I'm going to watch it, mm-hmm. especially if the Cardinals are playing. I'm going to watch it, or if, if if whoever's playing, sure. but especially the Cardinals. Yeah, yeah. But a lot of people aren't, and that's the problem. But they're still throwing around millions of dollars like it's candy. It and is. And so I guess it's not an issue I know. For them. If I had a boy and he was a left-handed uh, lefty, Absolutely. he'd be pitching. No question. I'd have my retirement yep. plan set up. Now, big news. You know, we, we're, we're solving the world's problems. We are. One at a time. We're getting a message from Indianapolis. They're listening to the Blitz. They've made some decisions. We're going to talk about that as we continue here on the Blitz. Joe Reinager, Jason Minix. Blitz. You know, the NFL calendar always keeps turning. <laughs> there's no football this weekend, but there's still plenty of football to talk about. It is the Blitz. He's Joe Reinagel. I'm Jason Minix here on San Antonio Sports Star, ESPN AM 1250, 103.3 FM. Earlier in the show, we were talking about the disaster that the Combine was becoming because somebody decided to create a COVID bubble at the Combine. Yeah. And a bunch of players and a bunch of agents said, screw this. We're not coming. Up to 155 players were going to not go and participate in the combine. Which is about half of what we're scheduled to go. And probably more would have not. Yeah. If based on the restrictions, Mm -hmm. the NFL backpedaling saying, well, we didn't make these rules. The combine did. The NFL senior doc was like, they didn't consult me on this bubble. Almost like, like who knew that the NFL didn't control the combine? <laughs> I had no idea. I didn't know either. No idea. Well, Tom Pelissero says the bubble has burst. The combine just informed players it has changed its policy and will now allow them outside of restricted areas next week in Imagine Indianapolis. That. All of a sudden. Yeah. So apparently there's something called the NIC, the National Invitational Combine. And Ian Rappaport tweets out a uh, message from the Nick that explains the rule changes that, yeah, all this stuff we said last week, yeah, forget it. <laughs> <laughs> well, of course, and there it is right there. Yeah, I see the, uh, you know, it was just dumb anyway. I mean, there, nobody's in a bubble anymore. They're not. We've got full stadiums. We've got, last night, the All-Star game. Full stadium. Right. And mm-hmm. I mean, it's just it, bubble just seems to be old news, well, doesn't it? it? It does. Unless you're talking about the Olympics. I just I just love the uh, PR spin on the statement from the NIC, the National Invitational Combine. It says, as has been the case throughout the pandemic, we continue to evolve our combine policies and procedures in consultation with medical experts. While masks continue to be required for air travel and during medical exams at the Combine, players and medical personnel both, wearing a mask at other times while on site is recommended but not required. We encourage all players to remain within the secure Combine areas at all times for your safety. However, if you'd like to leave the secure areas during free time in your schedule, you are now permitted to do so at your own risk. If you refer, if you refer, if you prefer, easy for me to read. If you prefer to remain in the secure areas and have approved medical support personnel, either therapist, massage therapist, approved athletic trainer, enter the secure area to provide medical treatments. Please follow the previously communicated procedure and complete the form in Teamworks if you have not already. Teamworks is an app that a lot of pro teams use, right? Yeah. So basically, they're saying everything we told you last week. 
yeah, the hell with it. Because we're continuing to evolve like everybody else during the pandemic. Yeah, and it's funny how people evolve after they get hammered from all sides. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that (laughs) evolution seems to be a lot quicker than it just would be on a regular basis. And they got hammered by everybody. And I'm sure the NFL was saying, look, dude, you can't do this. We need this. We've got to have it. It's a part of the process, and we want it there. And uh, so they so they changed their mind. And, and, hey, I applaud them. Good for them changing their mind, whatever the reason was. Well, and I'm sure the people in Indianapolis are thrilled. Um, I, I look at the idea of the restrictions they put on. Mm-hmm. Almost felt like the first combine during this pandemic. A- at this point, I mean, again, we just saw a Super Bowl where there was a mask mandate in L.A., and everybody was at that stadium not wearing a mask. Right. Yet, while we were in L.A., you, you couldn't go to the Super Wings place in South Central without <laughs> showing your Vax card and wearing a mask inside. It was it was very bizarre, but Tuesday after we left, they lifted that thing. I was at a concert Friday night. There was no mask. No. And it was a sold-out show in Austin. The idea when the Combine put this out was universally bashed, including that of the NFL. Even Adam Silver is saying, look, we got to fix some things in New York. I live in New York. We've got to fix some things at this point. And I think we're getting closer and closer to that. But I credit the NFL for for evolving here, whether it's the Combine people or the pressure that the NFL put on. But at the same time, the NFL and the XFL have reached an agreement to create innovative programs. And I talk about evolving. There are a lot of things with the Alliance. Remember when the original commanders Mm -hmm. were a thing, the San Antonio commanders before Washington, those scumbags stole our name. (laughs) The, the Alliance wanted a partnership with the NFL and the NFL said, no, The, the, some of the things that they were doing in the Alliance could easily work and should work in the NFL and some of them like the eye in the sky they're they're getting there you know and Mike Pereira was involved in in the alliance and I think he's he's involved now with the XFL or the USFL I'm not sure which one I'm going to guess USFL since it's owned by Fox and XFL is owned by The Rock but the idea of spring football these pro spring football leagues some of the differences could easily work their way into the National Football League and the NFL is now saying, hey, we're not developing players, we're not sharing players, but yeah, you've got some ideas like, I don't know, a chip in the football, we might be able to use that down the road. Yeah, and that might be good, as long as it doesn't get too quirky. All right, don't quirk mm-hmm. up the NFL. Mm-hmm. I know some of these spring leagues need to have gimmicks and, and that kind of stuff, but look, let's be clear about this. This is not to help the NFL, necessarily. This is all about the XFL. Because if they can say... XFL, we're partnering with the NFL, Mm -hmm, so look at us. We're better than that USFL, so watch us. We're going to be a lot better. This is all for the XFL's benefit and not the NFL. So there was some kind of wink, wink, nod, nod. Hey, XFL, we'll, we'll help you out a little bit and be associated with you. There's not an exclusive deal here. The NFL is also going to work with the USFL, and they're going to share ideas. And I, and I think that's, that's pretty interesting. I, I find that fascinating, sharing ideas. Well, they're not going to share players for developmental purposes, but the alignment is notable given the growing number of alternate leagues 
in the uh, football landscape. The It's described as a Petri dish to experiment with proposed rules, test new equipment, develop uh, prospective officials, which might be uh, the biggest thing there. But I do find it interesting that it is not a an exclusive deal. And, and basically, partnership is, is what they're saying on this ESPN article. Now, look, let's face it, Jason. I mean, these spring leagues have not had a good run of it. No. They, they haven't, they, right? They've got they, to get through the first year. and, and when They I, need the NFL. They, they need the NFL. Well, they, they do need the NFL. Everybody needs the NFL. And I, I look, and I know the ideas that they had at the Alliance, and we were all sold a bill of goods because we were told they had three years of money before they had to worry about turning a profit. He meant three months, I think. Yeah, right? 53 days, yeah. right? Um, the XFL, when it first came in last year, looked like it was doing well. Then COVID hit. Right. That wiped them out. Mm-hmm. This version of the XFL, The Rock and whatever Redbird Capital Partners is, I don't know how long they can sustain. But the USFL is owned by Fox. And so maybe having a... a television network own you and the promotion you're going to get will get give it some legs i i being a part of it watching a couple of these leagues come in and fail i I really do believe if one can get to year two and then to year three they'll be on to something and then the nfl might buy it then the nfl might use it as a minor league system in the meantime yeah we'll help develop referees good lord we need them uh the nfl needs (laughs) Some new officials, right? I don't know why they couldn't just, as these referees get good, just pluck them, right? I, I mean, but there does need to be some referee. But some of the rule changes, some of the, like like the onside kick and the alliance, all right, put the ball on the 35-yard line, it's 4th and 12. If you pick it up, you get it. If not, they get the ball at 35. Well, if you do an onside kick and don't get it, it's about the same area. It's a safer play. I like that. I do like that. Um I think that's good. That was that was the one. There there were a couple of alliance rules that I'd have to go back and really look at that would say these should be in the NFL. the The problem with that is you lose the surprise Sean Payton in the Super Bowl onside kick when nobody's yeah. expecting it when you line up on fourth and twelve. Well, the whole app thing too in the alliance was mm-hmm. good. I mean, where you could really get interactive with with everything. Now, whether that would work in the NFL, I don't know. Well, gambling's it, a part of the NFL well, now, you're, so you're I exactly would imagine right. that technology. And that's true. You know, back to the officials for just a minute, and and I know we love to complain about the officials, and uh, maybe instant replay should be in effect, and a chip in the ball, and all of that kind of stuff, or cameras, or whatever the case may be. But, man, I don't want to take all of that away. I like the human involvement, even if it's a blunder of, well, I mean, like we saw in the Super Bowl mm-hmm. with the Jalen Rose missed face mask. I mean, that, that, was, that was humongous, or it could have been. The Rams overcome that, and they win. Mm-hmm. Yep. They've experimented with the idea of full-time officials. Mm-hmm. That's what the NFL needs. I mean, these guys are not full-time officials. They all have jobs outside. Some, some are the main referees, are, but the other ones, you're right, they have, they have other so when gigs. Did, when did that change? Uh, Pledge, can you Google that? It's, it's been a couple, three years, maybe longer, that 
the NFL did hire a handful of those guys as full-time Well, they need to, they need to hire them all. They, they do need to hire them all. I mean, and, they, they need to be employees of the NFL full-time, just like the NBA is. And work at it. And, exactly. And, and, and that's, what it, that's what it boils down to. But you look at, at the officials, and I don't mind the eye in the sky if something is egregious like that face mask penalty right to have a guy in the booth and that's kind of the way it was in the alliance they weren't looking for a holding call they weren't looking for it was plays like that that they could look back and go no this is what they were doing and they did the reviews quick um that's important too i mean hell when i was working the arena league those reviews because they were using our tv trucks cameras the referee would come over get on a headset I'd be, you know, you could hear what they're talking about as they were looking at it, and it was two quick looksies, and boom, here we go. Yeah, some of that stuff, it doesn't seem, I mean, if you're watching on TV and you can clearly see the outcome. Yeah. But yeah, these guys are taking 10 minutes, and, and Pledge has found that, and thank you, Pledge. 24 full-time game officials how long, have been hired. How long ago was that? What year was that? Neither one of our eyes are good enough to read that. 2018. 2018. Like, 2018. Yeah. Thank you. I know Joe wasn't going to be able to read that. It's up from 21 from 2017, so they've had full-time officials for about five years now. So how many officials, though, are in the NFL on a regular basis? 121. 121. So that's less than a quarter of the officials in the NFL. Look at the business side of things. I mean, they're all six-figure guys, right? Have you looked at the NFL's profit margin? I'm just saying. It's billions. You, you take $2 million in now salary and insurance. You got Roger Goodell renegotiating a $40 million a year contract right now, and he's probably going to get a raise. Well, that's because you know he's not paying all these guys all that money. Dude, I'm telling I mean, you. Name a business that's willingly just going to put 121 people on salary, that, and you know they're six-figure jobs. Okay, so a hundred grand I mean, what each. Do you, what do you figure... Well, I mean, if you're the head referee, you probably get, I don't know, maybe 150, 200, depending on where they live. For some of those guys, 200 grand might be a pay cut. Well, I mean, some of these are right. lawyers and accountants and all those kind of jobs. Well, so you, then those guys say, hey, you can't do it. You can't do it anymore. And you hire them and you have a farm team of officials. What's wrong with that? What, what do you figure? Five, I don't care how many billions you make. Do you take five million and put them on there? Now, me, marketing genius that I am, I say you you hire all these referees and you find an eye doctor to sponsor them. And then you take that sponsorship <laughs> money to yeah. pay all the referees. That's a great idea. Not, uh -huh. not bad. And our referees today brought to you by EyeMasters. EyeMasters. Head referee, Joe Reinagle. All of these guys just had their eyes checked this week. They're That's fine. It. <laughs> That's it. You know, and maybe we do a, a pregame eye screening. Is it one? Is it two? Is it three? Is it four? Yeah. Which one's clear? All well, right, you're good to go into the game. A farm team of officials. I would like to see that. I really would. And and make them all full-time. It's a full-time job. You come in. Again. And that's what you do. Farm team of officials. XFL, USFL. Could be. There's where could your be. farm team is, is going to be. Well, it could be, but hire them by the NFL. Hire them. They work for you. Mm -hmm. And you develop them. You get some of these other guys that are older and 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 you know shouldn't be officials anymore, perhaps. And then instead uh, of going instead see, of going that's to age discrimination, of, but instead of Arch going down. to the TV booth, they become teachers. Yeah, but TV. Well, they do both. It does. It, it, our rules officials not the worst part of the TV They're broadcast. Horrible. Yes, 
especially the dude on CBS. Hey, Joe, what did you think of that call? Well, Jack, it was horrible, and I would have called it this way. Oh, well, that's great. Oh, well, Let's no. see what the official who, who, list says. Who is the guy on CBS? I don't know. Because Mike Pereira is pretty good. He, he's good. Blandino's good on television. You mean Mike Carey? Is it no? It's Terry. Is it Terry McCauley or Terry whatever? I don't know. But you know when he's it on shows with about Nance how much Romo. attention I I pay. Uh, well, because to what know, those guys do. I mean, I'm sorry. It's the Texans are on CBS. I don't get to see uh, them very often. But ouch. if Romo and Nance are doing a game, Jim was like, "Well, Terry, what did what did you see?" Gene Sterritt. Uh, Gene's uh, Gene. Hey, Gene, what did you see? Well, what you saw here was the tackle was made at this point, and he just talks and talks and talks and talks until it's time. For the referee to make an announcement. Well, they probably told him to do that. Well, I, I mean, but again, though, he doesn't tell me what he's going to call because he doesn't want to be wrong or go against what the ref is going to see. But isn't that the whole point of it? It is. It's the whole That's point why of he it. sucks at it. It's to be point. fair, the guy before him was Mike Carey, who was wrong like 100% of the time. Well, that's why he's not on the field anymore and in the booth, and he wasn't good at that either. <laughs> Yet Ryan Hagel wants to make him a teacher. <laughs> I do. <laughs> I want to make him a teacher and and raise some of these guys and you know what and pull some of these guys out of the college game or or yeah but I, I mean again and just make it a you go from high school to college college to the pros the best at making maybe they just need to have a referee combine I think they do I, I think that would be I, great don't they do that with baseball umpires they do you work your way through the they minor do. league system they do. Yes, and, and it's important. You learn your craft. It's just like any job. Mm-hmm. Right? You don't start at the top. You start at the bottom and work your way up. You know, guys like you are still trying that. you kind of still there. I'm trying. I mean, you just started right on the <laughs> afternoon show. I mean, look at that. There's radio stuff. Right there, baby. Right there. Right just, there. Just, just join the varsity <laughs> right out of the gate. That's what you're doing. You know, speaking of no football. Yeah. It's time to figure out what to watch on TV. Ugh. This is important for me, but this is really important for you. It is. Since you're about to get a life. I, yeah. Literally. Mm-hmm. I mean, one of the, I, I, what people don't realize you in the TV world, even though you work at a TV station. Yes. You don't watch TV. Don't watch TV. And you work when, uh, and when everybody else is watching stuff, when your wife is watching stuff, you get home and, you know, that's like, I don't watch a lot of TV. Ryan Eagle watches twice as less as I do, which is impossible. Rob Thompson watches five times more than anybody else. I don't know how Rob watches as much TV as he does, or Jimenez. Although Jimenez says stupid stuff like, yeah, you know, at 6 a.m. I got up and I started watching this show. <laughs> I, I mean, to me, that is just so ass backwards. Like, who gets up and does that? Well, but, if if we're trying to figure out Jimenez... Well, we're Good not. luck. We're, we're not. Okay. We're we, not. That's impossible. But but there's I, I I I've been watching since since I got back from the Super Bowl inventing Anna on Netflix. That just does not sound good, dude. It is incredible. Who's Anna? And why know. do we need to invent her? Well, she's uh, supposedly from Germany. Okay. Dad's supposedly rich, rich, rich. Uh huh. And she's got a trust fund that will come due. She's so she's trying to get in the New York social life with all the richity rich, trying to get forty. Hell, this chick stole a plane, a private jet. Oh, my dad's gonna wire money. There must be a problem with it. Okay, go ahead, Anna, take the plane. Wow, you know, okay, parties in foreign countries on yachts for an extra week. I mean, all kinds of stuff like that. And then, of course, there's a trial. Um, 
It, it, of course it, there's a trial. Well, Where did that come from? Well, because she's scamming people <laughs> left and right. She's staying for months at these ridiculously expensive hotels. And daddy's not paying. Daddy's not rich. Oh, <laughs> okay. It, 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 and Anna's not really your name. Um, wow. Or her last name is, I, I mean, it's, it's, you know, she's, it's just one of those kind of stories that you start watching it. And I was kind of the same way. I don't know, Joanna. I don't know, but all right, you're picking. Because, you know, I picked Pam and Tommy, which is also fantastic. So, <laughs> yeah, for obvious reasons. Although, I, I got to admit, on Hulu, the uh, Pam and Tommy story, this is this is really good. Yeah, I'm sure it is. For a variety of reasons. I'm sure it is. But it's 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 really good. <laughs> but I'm I've, now's the time where I've got to start figuring out what am I going to watch. Do you, you don't want to give us a review of Pam and Tommy? So far, it's really good. I, I highly recommend it. So that's it. all you're going to tell make, us. Make sure the... What well, makes it good, Jason? <laughs> well, I mean, you, you've got <laughs> sex, drugs, and rock and roll. Okay. All right. I got you. I mean, you, you, you've got it all. And but, tapes, Well, apparently. And lots of... But, you know, the one thing about the whole videotape was how did it make the masses to begin with? I didn't know that story. Or I don't remember that story. Okay. The reality was nobody knew what the internet was when they started selling it on the internet. It kind of takes you back to what is the web and how are we going to sell these on the web? How are people going to find it on the web? It was, it, it's, it's pretty interesting when you go back and you, you think about it and you know, Lots of wonderful scenes. I'm sure. I mean, just make sure the kids aren't home. I'm sure there are. Yeah. Um, but that's worth watching. But I guess Hulu drops a new episode every couple of days or once a week or whatever. I don't know how Hulu works. Yeah. Because I don't watch a lot on Hulu. Don't know. But I think I'm up to episode three, and it says episode four is is soon. Now, I've heard I've heard you guys talking about, and, and not so much you, but more Rob and, and Rudy and, uh, and uh, Michael talking about stuff that they're watching. But I do need some help. So, you know, because come a week from tomorrow, I'm going to be home at a decent hour, and I can start, you know, watching TV. Decent hour means 7.30 at night. Right. So I'll be home at 7.30 versus 11.30. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, I may be able to tune in for an episode or two of, of whatever. So, so if you've got some good advice, let me know. I, I would uh, I would welcome that. What Ryan Agle is going to realize or soon realizes you get home at 7.30, mm-hmm. and there's three, four, five hours of something you got to do before you go to bed. Right. That, that's what it boils that's down to. That's what it is, huh? That, that, that's kind of what it what it boils down to. You can't go out every night. You can't always, you you, you know, my, my niece said that one time. She was like, ah, sometimes you just stay home and do nothing. And I was like, sometimes you your body <laughs> sometimes needs you want to. to do that. Either yeah. your liver or your wallet are saying, you're staying home. Right. That, that's what it boils down to. No, I'm looking forward to that. I mean, like last night, even though we're watching Pink, <laughs> that... <laughs> And it was pretty good, actually, I will admit. But, um, you know, it was just nice to be home, and especially after a pretty fun-filled weekend. So it was nice to just recover. So it's going to be nice. So if you guys let us know what you guys are watching, what are some good shows, good series, good movies. Do you have all the streaming services? Got them all, right? Uh, HBO Max, I've got Netflix, I've got uh, uh, Amazon Prime. Don't have Hulu. But to me, that's kind of the, um, I can start grilling too. That's kind of, the, I, I don't know, is Hulu? I've, I've heard mixed reviews on Hulu. Uh, I've got Hulu. 
Pam yeah. and Tommy are on Hulu. That's worth four ninety nine. All right, so maybe I'll do, we'll do that. But um, I, I don't know. I need to go get acquainted with the streaming services that I have. I would say don't go add another one because I've got. I, I I think I have them all, and they're all going up in price. Of course they are. Uh, of course they are. I don't have Peacock. Now I, I, that I, one you need, right? Or 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 Paramount. I don't know that I have either of those. I don't know. I know Paramount because uh, uh, there was a time when we tried to get started with Yellowstone, and and I enjoyed that. But I think that it's isn't that on Paramount. I don't know. No, it's not. Right. It airs on Paramount, but it streams on Peacock. On oh, well, aren't those two different companies? One's CBS, one's NBC, and one has the rights. I guess the streaming and anyway, one, I mean, one I, that, I, I, that, that was good, and and I'll so I'll you know th- that kind of a series I, I'm going to enjoy, and I'd like to get caught up. You know, Rob Thompson said something interesting to me back in when we were in Los Angeles. Mm-hmm. He said, you know, I kind of I'm jealous of you. He said you can go back and start watching stuff that we've already done and experience it <laughs> after the fact. <laughs> And I thought that was kind of cool because you're right. Well, it's. It, it, yeah, I never it, saw The Sopranos. Dude, I want to see The Sopranos. You've never watched The no, Sopranos, so, so that's something I'll start binge. All right, that's right? number one. That's number that, one. That's The Sopranos. So I want to start from from episode one and go to the conclusion. You know what? Uh, Rob's right, though. I, I mean, right? You know, there there are so many that I feel like I've missed, and then I look at there's so many episodes. In so many seasons, I'll never finish that, so I won't even right. start them. Yeah, but in in your case, you know, you're gonna have a lot of free time, man. See, Sopranos is the so, bomb, Sopranos, according to Vince. And and I'll tell you what, to get sidetracked here for a very good reason, and I don't know how they would do it at this point, but seeing that Sopranos themed commercial during the Super Bowl. Right, where they mimic the drive, and the music, and everything about that. Mm-hmm. Even though uh, they say no, it was just a commercial. I hope that is some sort of teaser to a Soprano spinoff with the kids. Well, wasn't uh, no? That was uh, that's the other one, Breaking Bad. I was thinking, you know, Better Call Saul. Call yeah, wasn't that a spinoff of that one, Breaking Bad? Yeah, it was. I think it was. I yeah. never, I never watched it. I did, have, did you see Breaking Bad? No. See, I heard that was great, too. See, I'm not the biggest TV see, guy. See, I'm not either. And so, but you're about to be. But I, when well, I get into something, I'm into it. Well, but I need some ideas. But, we'll see. But here's two plus two because I'm an idiot. I need you to tell us what episode you're watching, but what service is it on? Okay. Because, well, what service does anybody know? The Sopranos. What, is that on a service? Well, it's, gotta well, be it's HBO. an HBO show, so it's, it's probably gotta, on HBO Max. Okay. Yeah. There you go. You know, because I know, like, with Netflix, I'll spend an hour looking at them telling me what I need to watch or going through all kinds of stuff. Right. Now I just, if it's top 10 on Netflix, I'll go through those top 10 and go, okay, one of those. And I'm about 50 50 on that. All right. Well, I'm excited. Yeah. Ozark is Ozarks another one. Ozark is too. fantastic. Yeah. And, and that's, uh, that's something that, that I've heard. You know, Bill Taylor. Told mm-hmm. me about that one. Ozark so. is fantastic. And the chick from Ozark is inventing Anna. Oh. She's the star in that. Okay. Yeah. It, it's good. A connection. It, it is a connection. <laughs> it is a connection. But imagine, you're going to have a lot of time to sit at home and watch TV at night coming up. Well, that's, at your house. I, you know, I'm looking forward to it. 
I am looking forward to it. It is the Blitz here on San Antonio Sports Star ESPN AM 1250, 103.3 FM. The play is in. The Blitz with Joe Reinagle and Jason Minix. ESPN 1250 and 1033 FM. You know, the worst part about this Wisconsin-Michigan end-of-game fiasco, there's no football on. It's the headline. I know. it. There's no distraction there. And it was announced earlier that Jawan Howard was suspended the rest of the regular season, which is five games. Right. By Michigan. Turns out that's the suspension from the Big Ten, or the Big Ten is not adding to it. Because the Big Ten has announced that Jawan Howard has been suspended five games the remainder of the regular season, fined $40,000. Wisconsin coach Greg Gard fined $10,000 but not suspended. Michigan forwards, uh, two Michigan players, one Wisconsin player, each suspended one game for throwing punches. Well, that's where you draw the line. Mm -hmm. The throwing the punches, the argument, the finger pointing, the whatever, you know, that that everybody can get away with. But once a punch is thrown, I mean, you've crossed the line, a line that you cannot do, especially if you're the head coach of a major college basketball team or any team for that matter. That's where you cross the line. And that's where Jawan Howard crossed the line. Look, maybe the suspension should have been longer, but I'm okay with five games. I'm okay with it. I would like to see him come out and say, you know what, it was a bad example that I set for my players, and it won't happen again. I would like for that to happen. Whether that does or not, I don't know. My guess is it will. Yeah, I'm sure it will. I mean, they play Wednesday. Generally speaking, players and coaches are available the day before a game. I don't know if when Jawan Howard is going to speak, but I'm sure he will and address it and apologize. And you know, Because clearly he's wrong there. I mean, you're a leader of men, you're a coach. You lost your temper, you threw a punch. Right. The same things you tell all your players, you cannot do. Got to control those emotions. Absolutely. You have to do that, and you've got to set the example. And, you know, the $40,000, he's not going to have to pay that. Michigan will pay that. Wisconsin will pay the $10,000. That's... Well, what I'm, what I'm curious, though, is is the, the Big Ten, you know, the Kevin Warren, uh, the, the commissioner of the Big Ten, you know, we expect high level of sportsmanship, blah, blah, blah. Our expectation is that the incident yesterday will provide our coaches and student athletes with an opportunity to reflect, learn, and move forward in a manner that demonstrates decorum and leadership on and off the court. I'm, I was against Joan Howard losing his job over this. Absolutely shouldn't have lost his job. But five games to me just seems light. What would have been appropriate in your mind? The rest of the season? So playoff rest, rest uh, of the tournaments, season, tournament go. There's five games left, right? And and maybe if if there were ten games, twelve games left, or or whatever the case is, five games just doesn't seem to be enough. Now it's a bubble team, but he's going to be able to coach in the in the Big Ten tournament, right? If they're able to make the NCAA tournament, he's going to be able to coach in the NCAA tournament. And what if they get hot and make a run to the Sweet Sixteen or the Elite Eight or the Final Four? You know, where's the punishment? Again, you're a coach. My standard, my expectation for you is a lot higher. I thought the players were going to get two because they threw punches. 
you know, five games for a player, I think would have been fine. I just think for a head coach that there needs to be stiffer because stiffer punishment there rest of the season, regardless of number of tournament games, we're not putting a number on it. It just seems like we're so close to the end. Now they're a bubble team for the NCAA tournament anyway. And without Jawan Howard coaching, without these two players, I don't know enough about Michigan basketball. It, you lose losing these two players. How much does that impact them? But it just doesn't seem enough when I see a coach throw a punch at another coach. The arguing—that's one thing, right? But you throw a punch. Uh, you throw a punch. That's that's stepping over the line. Here's what I want to watch moving forward. Obviously, Michigan is going to play in the Big Ten tournament. Mm-hmm. They may not make the NCAA tournament. Mm-hmm. Obviously, Jawan Howard was feeling some pressure. He didn't want to be embarrassed any further. He didn't want to because it was making him and his team look bad. Now, that's one thing when you've got that pride and you don't want your players to look bad. I get all that, and that's admirable. But maybe he's feeling some heat from the alumni. Sure. And from so all of that could have figured in is why he lost his cool so quickly. And maybe, although he hasn't lost his job now. They don't make the NCAA tournament. He might. You know, did he win Big Ten Coach of the Year last year or year before? I I I don't know that that I don't know that he was you know at fourteen and eleven and eight and seven in the Big Ten. I I don't know that he was coaching for his job this week. And even if he was, for him to react the way he did is just wrong on every level. At the same time. I think Wisconsin's coach guard probably should have got at least a game suspension because when you watch the video and I'm, I'm watching it again is, is, um, you know, Jawan Howard wants to just do the blow by and, right. and he wants to stop and instigate. Now when Jawan Howard's like, he touched me and that set things off. I mean, it's like when you grab somebody's elbow, when you shake their hand or, you know, it, it wasn't Jawan Howard. I had to protect myself is what he said. I, I don't, I, it wasn't threatening, but he also didn't let Juwan Howard just walk by. But, yeah. And then that's what set Juwan Howard off. He said, don't effing touch me. Yeah. Right. So, and, and so that got in there, but you got to wonder, I mean, because it seems to me the Wisconsin coach maybe felt bad and just wanted to explain his situation like he did on the podium. Mm-hmm. Maybe that wasn't the best time to do it right at that point in time, but he, he wanted to explain to him that I had some players out there that don't get to play much, and, you know, it was going to be difficult for us to get the ball across the uh, the timeline when you're pressing us and with the young players. I, I, I look at it, and I, I, I can see both sides of this because they're both wrong, which is why I thought that guard maybe gets a game. But when I when I look at... You know, Jawan Howard let him coach his team. You coach your team at the end of the game. Basketball coaches lose their cool more than anybody. Right? Yeah, they're hotheads, most uh, of them. Right? Right. But to me, a lot of times, it's the theatrics of the game. Are they really angry? I mean, you know, how Greg Popovich, as angry as he's gotten at officials, have never punched one in the nose when you know damn well he wants to punch one in the nose. Absolutely. I mean, how he never punched Joey Crawford is beyond me. How he never po- 
<laughs> you know, Steve Jabby. I mean, you know, I don't even know Steve Jabby, but I want to punch him in the face. All right, right? Joey I mean, Crawford too. All right? these coaches are always so fired up with the theatrics, and you get another coach to hold you back or all that. But they never lose their cool to the point where you want to punch somebody in the face. Right. So for Jawan Howard, a longtime NBA player and a short-time coach, he's gotten irate. And you can get mad and you can yell. But to punch somebody, that's why I feel like this just needs to be more than than what he got. Um, and maybe if if they would have just said, it's a five-game suspension, you go, man, five games. But when you go, well, the rest of the regular season. What well, sounds better that way? Well, no, the rest of the regular season sounds like, well, you got a couple of games and then it's tournament time. So when the games really matter, come on back. Well, it just, you, you see what I'm saying? It just feels like, like you know, you, you want a punishment that has some teeth. So we don't see anything like this again. Well, did it say, and I haven't read the, uh, is it suspension without pay? Plus a $40,000 fine. I mean, it, after, it doesn't say without about pay. Five games it, with it, no pay is a, it, and that's, that's it, a lot of money. It, all it says suspended five games, which is the remainder of the regular season and fined $40,000. And that is from the big 10 and then guard gets $10,000. And I figure, yeah, you know, both of these guys damn near incited a riot. It could have gotten a lot uglier. You think about you know, the malice in the palace. I mean, both these guys, I mean, guard seems to be getting off light, although I'm sure he's pissed that he's got a $10,000 fine, but not suspended. Uh, He should have at least gotten one because, you know, it it goes both ways on these coaches. And, you know, Jawan does try to just walk by him. F you, dude, I'm just going to keep walking. (laughs) And guard wouldn't let that happen. Well, I'm not trying to make an excuse for what Howard did. He was wrong, but I think guard is getting off pretty light here. Well, why? Because he was trying to explain what happened. I mean, I'm not sure. I under, point, I, I'm at, not sure. I understand where that. Where that. At, at what point do you just let it go? At what point do you go? You know what? I'm not making any headway with you. I'm just going to walk away because I don't need things to get ugly. Well, the, look, but, it, but it, you never expect a coach to swing a, a punch at another coach. I think what I think what he was trying to do was just say, "Look, I know you're upset with what I did." I don't. I want you to know this is why I did it. And he was trying to explain that. I mean, have you ever tried to say somebody takes you wrong? Sure. And you want to explain Absolutely. to them what happened? Absolutely. So, and if they don't want to listen, it doesn't matter what you're trying to do. It's just going to get ugly. Yeah, but I don't. Ugly. I don't know that that means that he should be suspended a game or two. I mean, come on. He was trying to explain his point. This is a, and he still loses ten grand. A damn near riot. Which he probably will. It, it wouldn't have been a riot. If Howard doesn't throw a punch, true, but action causes reaction. Oh my gosh! You just it's you just the, lectured us on how a coach should not lose his cool. He shouldn't lose, and his then cool. you're telling me now it's a Wisconsin's coach. I, I I think they're they're both guilty. I just feel like you the, can't the, throw a punch. Period. You can't. End throw of a punch. story. You, you can't. No, you can't. It's Rob Thompson. Join Rudy J and I tomorrow morning from 7 till 10 on San Antonio Sports Star, ESPN AM 1250 and 103.3 FM. You did any grilling over the weekend? I know you took a picture of that. <laughs> Upload it, sasportstar.com. Grilling with the Blitz will give away a $50 gift card to Tri-County Meat Market on Thursday. Dude, it's been a fun show. What other show 
in San Antonio Sports Talk mm-hmm. is going to give you stories like frozen penis. There isn't any. No. This is it. This is your place for those stories, folks. <laughs> is that I mean, get- it was one of the headlines on R&R this morning. Oh, oh, really? It was a headline? Wow. Well, who put together headlines this morning? James Pledger. <laughs> so he's intrigued by that story. I was going to say excited. Excited. But yes. <laughs> what, Pledge? <laughs> Stories like that excite Pledger. I get it. I understand. And I still have this sock on my Twitter feed here. Are you going to pick that up there? It's like I can't not look at it. You're just trying to figure out how to fill it. <laughs> exactly. Well, one part is, looks like it's got more to fill than the other part. <laughs> you know, it's just, you know. And whoever's wearing that thing needs a new one. Because that one's been used. <laughs> well, I mean... I mean you know, it's, um, well, it looks cotton. It could have shrank in the wash. Yeah, it could have. If that thing shrank, that dude is, uh, applauds. <laughs> I'm just, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't know what that means, Joe. Um, is that Maggie? Yeah. <laughs> Like, all of a sudden, you know, penis talk and your phone starts blowing up. <laughs> Who's calling you out? Wow. If it was only next Tuesday. Next Tuesday? <laughs> next Tuesday. Next I could, Tuesday. I could go right home. You could go right home. <laughs> oh, that's right. You got to go yes, to work tonight. I do. The question is, are you going to do the penis story tonight? Uh, I on, don't know. Uh, I... On Channel 10, <laughs> on Ken's 5. Channel 10. <laughs> channel 5 at 10. Um. Probably won't make the cut, but um, why? I'll be thinking about it. Well, I I just take this picture off of Twitter. That's it. You could do that if you haven't seen I the picture. You, you could do the story. Ask Bill Taylor. Make make Bill Taylor make it a part of weather. You think? I I, I think I look. If polar penis is a real thing, Bill Taylor's going to have a story about it. Obviously, it is. So if the, the weather's supposed to get colder. This week. See, now it's a real fear now in San Antonio. Fear. Get a sock. <laughs> Whatever, dude. 